following is another ESPN Sports presentation. ESPN Tri-Cities presents high school baseball. Big curveball is going to be knifed into right field. That looks like it's no man's land, but Tanner Johnson comes over and makes a diving catch. Nice play by Johnson to steal away a Texas leaguer. Today, a trip to the state tournament is on the line in Fremont as Kearney plays in the A6 district tournament. High School Baseball and ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. And the 0-1 pitch to Roseberry. Swung on and base hit to right field. Will that be enough to get him in? They're going to send him around third. Easton Bruce and Carney takes the lead as the throw comes home. An RBI single for Cash Roseberry. Carney is playing in just their second ever district baseball tournament and will have to avenge two losses from earlier this season to make it back to the state tournament in Lincoln. It's the A6 district tournament featuring the Carney High Bearcats coming up next. But first, it's time for the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio Sports Director. Doug Duda live from Shilkey Field in Fremont right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer independent representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. And good afternoon, everyone, from Fremont and Shilke Field, Novak, Shilke Complex, Novak Field. It is the A6 District Baseball Tournament here on ESPN Tri-Cities. With our producer-engineer, Stacy Johns, I'm Doug Duda. Glad to have you along with us in what even Coach Archer will tell you in our pregame interview is a wide-open district, and that has already been proven as the number one seed, Archbishop Bergen, was knocked off by the number four seed, Lincoln North Star, two to nothing this morning, and there wasn't a lot of offense. Obviously, it's very windy here. There weren't any baseballs pounded deep into the outfield in this one. Two unearned runs by Lincoln North Star in the sixth inning, and that was it. Two runs, three hits. They had two errors. Bergen, no runs, four hits, three errors. The key play in the baseball game is Bergen trying to get something going with a two-out rally in the bottom of the sixth inning. They had back-to-back singles, and a ball got away from the catcher. The runners tried to advance to second and third. It didn't get away far enough. A bang-bang play at third and called out. Otherwise, you have runners at second and third with two out in the sixth. Who knows if you get them in to tie the ball game. But that's how things ended here today. And again, there are two wild cards. So if the favorites win out, then Lincoln, uh, then you have uh, Archbishop Bergen still in pretty good shape to make it in to the state tournament, which begins one week from today. Of course, just one Saturday ago, about this exact same time, Southwest came to Memorial Field in Kearney and pulled out a 5-2 victory with four runs in the top of the seventh. Kearney was three outs away from getting that victory, but a swinging bunt, another bunt, and then a throw in a little misplay, and they were able to put up four runs and win the game. In fact, both of the starting pitchers from last Saturday will be starting today in Taylor Arciaga for Southwest and Cal Higgins for Kearney. We've also got Hastings and Wayne right now on KHAS, 1230 AM, 104.1 FM in the B1 District Final. Hastings had to pull a rabbit out of their hat yesterday. They didn't have a base runner until the fourth inning or a hit, and they were able to score all their runs in the sixth to come back for a 3-1 win over Omaha Concordia. 
This is the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll be back with more, including the starting lineups and a chat with Coach Brad Archer. Stay with us here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Again, uh, playing district baseball, Class B, getting ready earlier this week. Uh, the play-in games happened in Class A last night. Grand Island able to beat Omaha Northwest 10-1 to and then advance on. They're playing Bellevue West at this hour as they try to bring home a, another win for the Islanders. We have Carney getting ready to take their infield here again. It's a windy one at uh, Fremont. It's a beautiful complex, the Shilke complex, built just seven years ago. And uh, here in Fremont, they're a little sad. Uh, Neil Shilke, part of the $7 million donation, uh, worked at Midland. He passed away just three weeks ago at the age of 87. And very nice complex here. It is on the edge of town. It is not quite like what we have at Patriot Park in Kearney. In fact, as I sit here, it reminds me more of Colonel Field at Central City because it is a cornfield right around between here and the highway. So uh, it's still a beautiful facility. The wind howling out from right to left today here in uh, Fremont. And as we take a look at the current conditions, it is 56 degrees east winds at 19 miles an hour. And that's the conditions we will see played here today. But watching that Bergen and Lincoln North Star game, there were hardly any balls that were pulled in that contest. There were a lot hit to right, so they were knocked down by the win. Right fielders were playing in very shallow. Let's go ahead and take a look at our injury report. And the good news is that's been pretty clean all year long. Brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Uh, Carney had a couple of kids injured earlier in the year, including uh, Ethan Morachik, but everybody's back and everybody's here on the full roster. Again, in the injuries that you have to take care of, check out Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. We'll look at the starting lineups right after this. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. 
Insurance Connection and Kearney wish all the athletes good luck. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make you feel like family. Whether you're looking for home, business, life, or auto insurance, we are here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is connecting people and insurance with care. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene for more information about a policy from Encova Insurance at 308-237-0914 or ins-connect.net. Stop by our office at 2615. Second Avenue, proud supporter of Carney Baseball. Time now to take a look at the starting lineups for this A6 district. Of course, only the third year of existence for Carney High Baseball, and we all know that COVID wiped out last year. Carney was in the A1 district as the two seed back in 2019, and they came away with two close victories, including beating Millard West, the overall number one seed in the district championship game in extra innings. So Carney trying to go two for two, and they're going to have to beat two teams that have beaten them already this year for Lincoln Southwest last week, 5-2. to two. Our starting line is brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney as the three seed. Kearney will be the visiting team, and leading it off playing left field is Reese Bober. Doing the catching is Max Myers. He'll bat second. Batting third at second base is Tanner Johnson. The cleanup hitter at first base is Corbin Rich. In center field is Easton Bruce. He'll bat fifth. Batting sixth in right field will be Cale Conrad. Batting seventh at third base will be Braden Anderson. If Carney can win this first one, he'll get the start on the hill in game two, which would be his third start of the year against Lincoln Northstar. Batting eighth is the designated hitter, Cash Roseberry, and batting ninth is the shortstop, Seth Altwine. Doing the pitching is Cal Higgins. He leads Class A in strikeouts this year. Unfortunately, his record of three and four has been hurt by unearned runs and a ton of errors that the Bearcats had earlier this season. Carney is 14 and 13. They've won five of their last six. Coaches Brad Archer, assisted by Matt Connett and Josh Redmond. Now for the Lincoln Southwest Silverhawks in left field, leading it off is Ethan Morrow. Batting second in right field is Jack Schaefer. At shortstop and batting third, Max Peterson. Of course, remember Millard West had Max Anderson. Max Peterson, one of the top players in the state. The cleanup hitter is the third baseman, Will Johnson. Batting fifth is the designated hitter, Brock Merkel. Batting sixth, first baseman, Cam Newell. In center field, batting seventh, June Dunsmore. Doing the catching and batting eighth is Jacob Ohm. And at second base, batting ninth is Blake Waring. On the mound is Tilo Arciaga. He got the win last week. Lincoln Southwest is coached by Mitch Vernon, assisted by Joe Fagler, Dylan Matthews, Ben Lynch, and Nick Scheifer. They are 17-10 and 10 on the season, including that win last week over Kearney. And they had a three-game losing streak before finishing with Grand Island, Kearney, and Lincoln Northeast. Those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll catch up with head coach Brad Archer right after this on ESPN Tri-Cities. More than 10 years of doing things the right way have led to over a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney. Voted best of Kearney five years and counting. Proudly supporting Kearney Baseball. Back on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, the postseason is upon us, and Carney High 
Taking on Lincoln Southwest, the team that we played just a week ago, went right down to the wire, and outside of a couple of bunts there in the seventh inning, Carney had this one won. But I guess maybe Coach Brad Archer, as you take a look, even though the three teams that are in this district have all beaten you, man, every one of the games was competitive, and that has to give you, with your top two pitchers, some real hope. You probably don't even feel much like an underdog today. No, for sure. And uh, we had that conversation with our kids. As I looked at uh, all the district tournaments, I thought, uh, you know, the one we ended up with, uh, we're quite satisfied with that. And I think it's up for grabs and it's just up to us to uh, go out there and perform and hopefully put uh, two good games together. Played on Monday, but have had the rest of the week off. What have you been doing with the kids? Is it just fine tuning or are there some other things going on? Well, we do our normal practices as far as that's concerned with offense and defense and those type of things. Uh, we worked on some uh, bunk coverage situations uh, yesterday, and we'll uh, continue to do that uh, uh, as we move forward here. But, uh, you know, Southwest uh, was able to get down some uh, safety squeezes the other day and, and those type of things. So uh, we're making sure that uh, we're prepared for that. And so uh, we spent probably 15 or 20 minutes uh, uh, getting ready for uh, different situations as far as uh, safety squeezes and sacrifice bonds, depending on uh, what base runners are on. Uh, so hopefully uh, we'll be a little bit better this time and know a little bit uh, more what to expect. Coach Brad Archer with us here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on ESPN. We've joked throughout the year that it was hard to do any scouting since there was no high school baseball, and sometimes the Legion season was a little different, but you did get to play Southwest just last week. These guys have an excellent pitching staff up and down the lineup, maybe one of the best in the entire conference. So since it's only a week removed, uh, what did you take out of the game last Saturday? Well, first of all, that uh, when uh, we get good pitching, which we have had uh, – throughout the season and we play defense that we can play with about anybody in the state. But, uh, you know, with the game of baseball, it starts with uh, the person on the bump there and then uh, you have to back him up defensively. And then uh, you just fight for fight like heck to uh, score enough runs to win. But uh, as you said, Southwest is a, uh, you know, a a baseball uh, team that uh, every year is, is good. And uh, they have a lot of kids that go out and have a lot of good athletes and they're coached very well. And uh, their kids compete hard, and, and, uh, you know, that's exactly what I think about uh, our kids and our program as well. So uh, we just need to go out and compete. And Like I said, uh, hopefully we get good pitching and play good defense, and then uh, we can scrap out enough uh, runs to come away with a victory. Of those that have turned in their stats, Cal Higgins leads Class A in the strikeout department. Braden Anderson's also in the top 10 if we can get to game two and and get him in there. But uh, Cal gets the start again just like he did last Saturday. What's your conversation with him? And and tell me a little bit about what you've seen him throughout the year. He's been solid for you. He's had some of that bad luck early in the season, dropped maybe a couple games that weren't his fault for sure. Uh, no, for sure. And you could uh, certainly say that about Braden as well. But uh, we are going to uh, start Cal on the, on the mound, and, and he's had an excellent year. He's thrown about 44, 45 innings for us. And, you know, his ERA is under one. And as you said, uh, he leads the state in strikeouts. Uh, so he's had an excellent year for us and, and done a great job out there. Cal usually throws strikes. Uh, one thing that we're looking for or hoping for tomorrow is that. Uh, you know, he's able to get his uh, breaking pitches over the plate, which uh, I think he struggled a little bit uh, 
with last Saturday. So consequently, uh, we had to throw a few more fastballs and change-ups than, than we normally would. But uh, if he has his curveball tomorrow and able to uh, mix that in, throw it for strikes and throw it for strikes and fastball counts and those type of things, uh, he'll, he'll be even a little bit tougher than he was on uh, Saturday. And finally, Brad Archer with us here. You've coached for 40 years, part of the game for your entire life, but this is a different situation. Even in the summer, you don't have to play two games in the postseason in a single day. We've only done this once, and it worked out for you two years ago to make it to the state tournament. How do you approach today as uh, having to win two ball games? You know, obviously you got to win the first one, so that's uh, where we're paying our attention to. Uh, we've got uh, scouting reports on on uh, other three teams that are in the tournament, but uh, we need to go out and beat a, a solid uh, Southwest team, and then uh, you know we'll, we'll get there while that first game's going on. We'll see who Fremont throws the first game against uh, North Star. Uh, those two teams just played the other day, and I think it was a five-four, four-three game. So we'll see if Fremont throws the Syntec kid first, and. And, uh, you know, we're going to throw Cal, as we said, and I'm expecting Southwest will either throw the same kid that they threw on Saturday against us or they'll probably come back with the uh, Cox kid who is, uh, whose dad actually played for us uh, back in the day. So it's kind of funny that way we play a lot of teams, uh, <laughs> you know, in the, in the state of Nebraska that uh, the dads or the grandpas are, are you know, played in our program uh, over the years. So it's, it's been kind of interesting the last couple of years. All right, Coach, let's uh, make it two for two on district championships. Best of luck to the Bearcats, and as always, thanks for the time, Coach. Okay, thank you, Dad. That's Brad Archer here on ESPN Tri-Cities as we get ready for our A6 district semifinal, and it's coming up next here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Don't forget you can also listen to our ball games, not just on 92.1 FM and 1460 AM ESPN Tri-Cities, but online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Varney Insurance, Kearney, Lincoln, where these guys are trying to get to, Lexington and Holdridge. Again, that is brought to you by Varney Insurance at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Today's a1 championship action. Uh, Lincoln High uh, defeated Norfolk yesterday by a score of a four to one. So uh, the final going on today: Elkhorn South uh, playing Lincoln South East. Lincoln High got beat by Millard South already this morning, twelve to nothing. In the A2, Grand Island is currently playing Bellevue West, followed by Westside and Lincoln Pius the tenth. The A3 in Lincoln is Lincoln East playing Bellevue East. That should be wrapping up, and then Creighton Prep will play Columbus in the A4. Papillion-La Vista South rolled Omaha North 16-2 this morning, and Millard North getting ready to play Gretna. 
In the A5, Millard West clipped Omaha Central 3-1, and Papillion La Vista getting underway against Omaha Burke at the top of the hour. So that's where we're at in Class A action here today. You've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrids seed dealer. Carney and Lincoln Southwest in the A6 semifinals when we return here on ESPN, Tri-Cities, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years, and now you can take us wherever you go. Mobile deposit allows you to deposit checks from your smartphone or tablet with our free business banking app. And never pay for an ATM charge again with our MoneyPass app. It maps out ATMs near you that won't charge a fee because of its partnership with Five Points Bank. We're here to serve you in person and online, and that's why we're the better bank. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own. And every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Well, our national anthem has just been played. And just another reminder as the way things play out, Lincoln Southwest is seventh in the wild card points. So they don't necessarily have to win this game. But uh, now with uh, Lincoln North Star winning the first game here today, they would need everybody else to win, uh, most likely to have a chance to make it into the state tournament. And they would really be able to secure their spot a little bit better with a win over Kearney. Obviously, for the Bearcats, they have to win both games today have a chance and as you heard from coach archer they have confidence they don't look at themselves as an underdog we saw two outstanding pitching performances in game one and we expect two more outstanding pitching performances here in game number two again for taylor arciaga he has thrown 28 and a third innings so far this year he comes in with an era of 3.95 on the season so we'll be looking to see how he takes care of business in the baseball game this afternoon. For Cal Higgins, he's got an ERA of under one. He leads the state in strikeouts. But as we said, he's been the hard luck uh, loser because of Carney's defense. And first, you just have to rely on Cal. Uh, you have to rely on Cal Higgins to do what he's been doing most all year long. And if he does that, then you have to be able to find a way to scratch out some runs. That first game was two to nothing. You put three runs on the board here, I think that's going to be more than enough between Kearney and Lincoln Southwest. Don't know that for sure, but I think both coaches would probably say if their pitchers are on, that's how they have to feel about the ball game. We're ready to get going. Thanks for making ESPN Tri-Cities your home for Kearney sports and Kearney baseball. Brought to you in part by our friends at Good Evans. Live well, love well. GoodEvans.com. Reese Bober steps in to take the first pitch of the district tournament, and he will take a look at one that's just a little high for ball one. Troy Test, Dustin Taylor, Bo Vergath are your umpires. They come down from Norfolk. 
the 1-0 pitch. Swung on and fouled back, strike one. For Test, he's uh, familiar with him. We've seen him at the state basketball tournament from time to time, including this past year. So we will see how it all plays out as it's 1-1. Reese Bober, Max Myers, Tanner Johnson to get things started for Kearney. Working quickly, the fastball is going to sail outside. Ball two, two and one to Reese Bober. We've talked about all the changes Kearney has had offensively. This lineup that was really kind of settled in since the conference tournament. We'll talk more about it after the 2-1 pitch. Bober takes it low. Ball three. You have seen Myers move up. Bober's bounced around in the lineup, but as far as the batting order, Roseberry's moved in. Anderson's kind of bounced around, but you've seen Bruce slide down to five. Johnson hold at the three. Three-one pitch. Bober's going to take it all the way, and it's there for strike two over the outside half. So the opening batter here of our ball game, Reese Bober, will see a full count. And let's see if he can reach base. As Arciaga brings it home, it's going to be chopped towards first. Slow roller picked up there by Newell, and he'll touch the bag for out number one. So Bober retired three unassisted, and that'll bring up the catcher, Max Myers, who has moved his way up the lineup here throughout the year, but is one of those guys that is stuck in at number two. He'd been down around number seven most of the early portion of the year. Hastings and Wayne were scoreless going into the third, and the Lexington boys up early over the Kearney Catholic soccer team two to nothing in the first 20 minutes of their district final in the 2-15 matchup. Fastball to Myers. Swung on and missed. That'll be strike number one. And 0-1 pitch is down the middle for strike number two and quickly up on Max Myers is Telo Arciaga. Playing straight up and shallow and right because that's where the wind will be killing the ball. The 0-2 pitch to Myers. Swung on and missed strike three. Threw him a changeup that stayed high. Myers anticipated the pitch, but it was not in the zone. It was a little high for strike number three. So two up and two down. You can hear the wind howling in the background. I don't know the last time that I did a Kearney game that the wind wasn't howling in the background at 20 mile an hour or more. So Tanner Johnson steps in. And he will take the first pitch outside corner, strike one. So good placement here so far in this baseball game in the first inning from Arciaga. Johnson, the 0-1. He'll take it a little bit low. Ball one, one and one. Corbin Rich is on deck. Top of the first, we're just underway. The winner will get the number four seed, Lincoln Northstar, who beat the top seed, Bergen, two to nothing. The 1-1 pitch to Johnson. Breaking ball up and away, ball two. But again, Kearney has not beaten any of the teams that are in their district, but all the games have been close. The pitch to Johnson. He'll take it just low, ball three. Didn't miss by much there for Arciaga. So three and one. Nobody on two out. Arciaga ready to go again. Johnson's going to take it outside corner, caught the black for strike two. So two of the first three batters have taken a full count. Bober grounded to first. Let's see what Johnson can do. And Arciago. With the windup and the payoff pitch to Tanner Johnson, it's going to be grounded towards third, picked up there by Johnson, throws across the diamond, it's low, can't handle it. He'll be safe on the air, the throwing air of the third baseman and Will Johnson. So somebody on with two outs here for Carney. It's a place to start, and Corbin Rich will stand in there, and I've been waiting all year for Corbin Rich to pull a fastball, and they just haven't been throwing him a lot of fastballs. He's become a lot more disciplined on the curveball or the off-speed. But that wind is howling to left. It's 325 down the lines, 369 to the alley, 385 to dead center. The pitch going to be taking fastball strike one. 
And Arciaga is doing a good job of working the outer third of the plate, obviously where you want to be, out and down for the most part. Johnson gets his lead from first. Rich down 0-1. And the pitch. Swung on and fouled back. Strike two. Foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Rhonda Johnson and Robert Kaya. One of our many sponsors of high school baseball this spring here on ESPN Tri-Cities. So 0-2 to Rich, trying to keep the first inning going way outside. Nice job by Jacob Ohm, the catcher, to snare that. It's 1-2. and two. Easton Bruce is on deck. Bearcats trying to get a two-out rally going here after Johnson reached on the throwing air. Rich stays in the box, and the 1-2 Johnson takes off, and it's going to be skied into the air. It'll be a foul ball. The wind hoping to push this one out of play, and it will. Just past the Carney dugout. So it'll remain one ball and two strikes here for the Bearcats. For Corbin Rich, he's batting 351 for a team that overall is hitting 276. And Rich right now is leading the team in batting average. He's had a couple of multi-hit games here lately in a season where Carney hasn't had a lot of them overall. So 1-2 will do it again here from Arciaga. Johnson this time not a big lead. He's staying home. Curve ball up. Tried to throw a little breaking ball there. Ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Bober grounded to first. Meyer struck out on three pitches. Johnson worked a 3-2 count. Grounded to third, a low throw. He's safe. And again, 2-2 two and two now to Corbin Rich with two outs the pitch. Waved at one outside. Good pitch. And strike three as Rich will be retired. No runs on no hits. There was one error and one man left on two strikeouts here in the inning for Arciaga. We go to the bottom of the first. It's Carney nothing and Lincoln Southwest coming to bat on ESPN Tri-Cities. Our high school baseball brought to you by Great Western Bank, making life great. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery. We'll help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Carney Baseball! The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtotheshed.com. Doug Duda with you and our producer engineer, Stacy Johns. We go to the bottom of the first. Ethan Morrow, Jack Schaefer, Max Peterson to start things off for Southwest. And Cal Higgins' first pitch, a big over-the-top breaking ball that broke too much, actually. It's ball one. 
You heard Coach Archer talk about the off-speed. Maybe it wasn't as crisp as he wanted it to be last Saturday against Southwest. Cal just looks bigger out there today. I don't know what the deal is. Just an observation. Fastball a little low. Ball two. So two pitches that have just missed the zone. Need to survive this first inning. We've talked about that with uh, Higgins and Anderson. They've both been so good, but the first inning, they got to find their zone. Fastball here over the inner half for strike one to Ethan Morrow. This Lincoln Southwest baseball team, very good offensively and defensively, but 17-10. and 10. Fastball chopped up the middle. This is going to be out the second base bag and sneak into center field, a leadoff single. For Ethan Morrow, he didn't crush it by any means. Higgins stuck his hand out, but it just didn't bounce high enough, and it barely trickled into center field. So a leadoff single for Ethan Morrow, and that'll bring up Jack Schaefer. He is the right fielder here for Lincoln Southwest. They actually start off with a couple of guys in the right-handed batter's box. We've joked throughout the years, so many lefties, and Carney has a lot as well. Hard to get any kind of a lead against the lefty Higgins. Fastball low and smothered there by Max Myers. Ball one. So Schaefer batting 481 on the season. No homers, but he's got a couple triples and three doubles. And the pitch swung on, and he was behind that one. Foul ball down the first baseline. And it'll be strike one, one and one to Jack Schaefer playing in right field. He may get a little... Action here in the ball game today. We saw a lot of that in the first game. Shots to right field because of the good pitching. Higgins set about a two-step lead at first. He's going to throw over just to do it. There was absolutely no reason to. Just to, to do it, see what was going on. Sometimes to see maybe if the batter squares to bunt in what you anticipate should be a low-scoring game. And again, Southwest gave Carney all kinds of problems with bunts last week. And the pitch. Big old breaking ball is in there for strike number two. That's a beauty. Keep throwing that puppy, Cal. One ball, two strikes to Schaefer. Max Peterson, the shortstop, will be up next. Peterson batting 295 on the season. Morrow, a little seeing eye single to start the ball game, standing at first. And the one-two pitch from Cal. There goes the runner. Kind of a swing that catcher Max Myers comes out, makes the catch, throws to first. And he's safe. It was just a little high for Corbin Rich. His foot wasn't on the bag. Still a nice play there by Max Myers to catch the little foul ball towards the first base line for out number one. But that would have been a dandy double play. I'm not sure how Morrow knew to get back. He'd got a pretty good jump. So that'll bring up Max Peterson. And he is a left-hander. Sport number three. He's the shortstop here this afternoon for Lincoln Southwest. And Higgins fires a fastball, chopped into left field. So a single for Max Peterson. We talked about him in the pregame. His average may not be where he wants it to be, but he is a dangerous guy. And again, I've talked throughout the year, when there's a runner at first, usually Carney shades their shortstop, especially with a left-hander up there. And that's exactly the story for Seth Altwine. But uh, most of the time, it would have been played by the shortstop. Altwine would have never got that. That was a good one in the hole there. So runners at first and second, and that'll bring up Will Johnson. 367 out of the cleanup spot for Johnson. He's got a chance to get uh, Southwest going here in the first, but a big curveball. Low ball one, 1-0. One 
And again, here in the postseason, three umpires, usually through the regular season, you just see two, so they've got it covered. Two on, one out, bottom of the first, we're scoreless. Lincoln Southwest threatening against the ace, Cal Higgins. And the pitch, fastball low, Myers can't find it, it goes off the umpire, and that allows the runners to advance. So runners at second and third. And it's 2-0 to Will Johnson, not the start Carney was hoping for. And now Higgins, who leads Class A in strikeouts, needs one here, and he's down to the count, 2-0 to Will Johnson, the cleanup hitter. Dangerous pitch. He squares to bunt. It is down. It's a safety squeeze. They throw home. Myers puts the tag. Oh, he dropped the baseball. It got knocked out of his glove on the play, and the runner with nobody covering second is off the second base, and this is a reminder of last week's seventh inning. So a sacrifice bunt and an RBI there for Will Johnson, and he advances to second. Morrow was a dead duck at home. The throw from Higgins was just a little low, so Myers had to secure it. He did. He put the tag on him, but it was knocked out as he tried to swing over there. And it is one to nothing, and Brock Merkel, the designated hitter, will check in. So a chance for a big first here for Southwest. Fastball just outside, boy. Cal's not missing by much, ball one. But he has fallen behind in the count to most of the batters so far here from Lincoln Southwest. one nothing Southwest, bottom of the first, and runners at second and third, still one out. And Higgins, fastball, straight back to the screen. Brought to you by Steve Corm and Wendy Vosser of Home Real Estate. One ball, one strike to Brock Merkel. The winner gets Lincoln Northstar, the four seed, who upset number one Bergen two to nothing in the first game this morning. That game will follow at approximately three o'clock, trying to beat the weather. Merkel, one ball, one strike. Pretty good lead away from second here for Johnson. He squares to bunt again, waves at it and misses. Anderson was coming in from third, so nobody was covering the bag as Peterson got well down the line. They call that a ball? I think that was a strike, wasn't it? And they're trying to get clarification. That should have been a strike. And they're getting some, the home plate umpire walking over to the Kearney dugout. And the home plate umpire is going to clarify here with his umpires, I think. It had to be a strike. He never even pulled the bat back. So it should be one and two, not two and one. Let's find out as we have a little break here. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need us, specializing in you. As the umpires come back, the home plate umpire now going to walk over and talk to the Lincoln Southwest coach. That probably means it's a strike. It should be. Still waiting. What? And that is the case. Though it's one ball, two strikes. Cam Newell, the first baseman, will be up next. Good job there by the umpires to get it right. Took the time, explained to the coaches. Nobody's up in arms about it. And so one and two. But again, one across and still two on with one out here in the bottom of the first Aces District semifinals. And Higgins comes set the one-two pitch outside. The sweeper misses well outside to the left-hander, two and two. So Morrow, a seeing eye single up the middle. Schaefer fouled out, and they just about got Peterson on the double up because he was taken off. Or excuse me, uh, 
Peterson, and then singled, and then the sacrifice bunt by Will Johnson, but got on. The pitch, fastball, chopped towards short. Altwine can only go to first. That'll score another run, but they get the out. And an RBI ground out. Merkel brings Peterson in, and Lincoln Southwest is up 2 to nothing. That's more runs than they scored in the first six innings last Saturday. Johnson trots down to third, and that'll bring up the sixth man of the inning, the first baseman, Cam Newell. Newell, a 2.44 average. And Higgins trying to get out of here and then face the bottom of the order in the second. So Higgins stays out of the stretch with the runner at third. He got around on that and pulled it foul. Strike one. So a couple of hits here in the inning, a couple of runs. A grass field here as we were talking with some of the folks. They say because of where it's located, when it does rain here, it's hard to get this thing dried out. They're in a spot there where it rains. You're probably not going to play. The 0-1 pitch now to Newell. Fastball late, swung on it and missed. Strike two, a little up in the zone as well, 0-2. So Higgins trying to get his ball club up to bat. It'll be 5-6-7, Bruce Conrad and Anderson in the top of the second. And coming set, Higgins, the 0-2. Curveball, see ya, strike three. But Lincoln Southwest has done some damage. Two runs on two hits. There were no errors, and there were one man left on base. After one in the A6 District Semifinals, Lincoln Southwest 2, Carney nothing on ESPN Tri-Cities. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Johnson, and Dr. Blake at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they are where you are. With six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, they provide the highest quality care to everyone. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center, specializing in you. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Carney is a proud supporter of the Carney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Carney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Welcome back to High School Baseball here on ESPN Tri-Cities. After four innings at Duncan Field, Hastings and Wayne remain scoreless in the B1 final. Of course, Hastings is in very good shape there now as the number one overall seed, and uh, that's on KHAS. We go to the top of the second, and standing in there taking strike one will be Easton Bruce, the center fielder. Left-handed batter, Bruce Conrad Anderson. Fastball low, ball one, one and one. Two in the first for Southwest. And Tello Arciaga back out there. He's working as fast as anybody I've seen all year. And his foul, foul ball back to the screen. One and two. Carney may have to just step out of the box a little bit here and make Arciaga squirm on the mound when there's nobody on base. One and two to Bruce. And it's going to bounce in the dirt. Ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Kale Conrad is next. Then Braden Anderson. Easton Bruce stands in there. 
one of the top hitters for Carney this year. Where's number one, 326 average, the pitch. Swung on and chopped right back into the pitcher's glove, and he'll walk over and toss it to the first baseman, Newell. He did the old, oh, and it came right at his noggin, and he got the glove out there. It wasn't smoked, but he was able to recover after that initial shock when one's hit right at you, and Bruce is retired. So that'll bring up the right fielder, Cale Conrad. The only base runner for Carney was Tanner Johnson reaching on a two-out error, throwing error, and late on the pitch, Conrad fouls it away, strike one. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate, Mark Shipwright, Lori Rogers. Big thank you to our many fine sponsors here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Carney trying to answer here in the second. Pitch is swung on and fouled back again. So it's 0-2. And Arciaga, there's not a lot of special. I mean, he's looking like Higgins. Maybe he doesn't have the velocity, but his breaking ball does break, and he's not afraid to just throw it at you. 0-2 pitch, swung on and fouled away again. Three straight pitches, three straight foul balls here for Cale Conrad. He's been behind two of them. The middle one he fouled straight back. He doesn't waste any time. He's ready to go. So, again, the 0-2 pitch to Conrad is going to be a little in. Good pitch, but it just missed. Ball one. One and two. Braden Anderson on deck, playing third base today for the Bearcats. And the 1-2 pitch. Change up is pulled foul down the first baseline. High school baseball on ESPN Radio brought to you by Great Western Bank, Home Real Estate, Insurance Connection, and ENT Physicians. The A6 District Semifinals. Lincoln North Star beat Bergen 2-0 earlier, the four seed. The pitch to Bruce. Just missed. Two, two balls and two strikes. And it's going to be two and two. He was trying away at the knees and missed it. Conrad, excuse me, not Bruce, Conrad, the 2-2 pitch to Kale. Swung on and foul, so he's got a pretty good at bat going now. And he's making Arciaga work. And early on in the ball game, that is a key. Work some pitches out there. 2-2. Two two. Bellevue West leading Grand Island 5-0. Top of the fifth. Conrad turns on one, skies it to center. Will the wind mess with it? It is. The center fielder started back, and now Dunsmore comes in and makes the catch. Went back about five steps, came in about eight. And Conrad is retired. So two up, two down here in the top of the second. Braden Anderson. Steps in there for the Bearcats. Just a 225 average, but when he gets on base, he's one of the leaders in the state in triples. He's got three, tried to hold his swing and couldn't. That probably was going to be a strike anyway. Strike one, 0-1 to Anderson. Five doubles, three triples, and a home run. It's the only home run Carney has this year. The pitch, high, ball one, one and one. Roseberry on deck here. Carney looking for their first hit with two outs in the second. And the pitch to Anderson. Change up. High. Ball two, two and one. Arciaga got to a full count on two Carney batters in the first inning. Nothing since. Fastball. Out. Ball three. Three and one to Anderson. Anderson steps out so Arciaga can't quick pitch him. And he's ready to go. 3-1. Swung on and fouled away down the right field line. 3-2. and Again, playing deep at all positions with the two strikes here in the infield. 
And with the bases empty and two outs at the top of the second, the 3-2 pitch here to Braden Anderson on the way. And it's low, ball four. Actually ball got four. through and thumped the umpire on the right foot as he dances out of there. That's the first walk of the ball game. That'll bring up the designated hitter, Cash Roseberry. Checking our scoreboard, the Lexington boys leading Kearney Catholic in the B2 District Soccer 3-0 at halftime. And after five innings at Duncan Field, Hastings and Wayne remain scoreless. So Roseberry stands in. Again, the right fielder, Jack Schaefer, playing short. There is a pretty good gap if you could take it over the second baseman, Blake Waring's head. Roseberry stands in there. And the fastball is down the middle for strike one, his first postseason at bat. As you're listening to KXPN, Kearney, Amherst, Pleasanton, and the World Wide Web, PlatteRiverPreps.com on another windy day here in Nebraska. The 0-1 to Roseberry. Fastball at the knees, strike two. So it's 0-2 to Cash. As Arciaga throws him two fastballs. Now let's see what he brings on the 0-2. Another fastball, and it's fouled away. So Roseberry stays on top of it. 0-2. Anderson over at first. Don't expect him going anywhere. No signals being flashed by Coach Brad Archer over there in the third base box. And again, the 0-2 to Roseberry. It's going to be low and away, and it got away from the catcher. The wild pitch will allow Anderson to scamper down to second. It took a moment for Ohm to find it, but it was all the way over in the warm-up area, the on-deck circle, where Seth Altwine is waiting. So Anderson heads down to second, and Roseberry now 1-2. and Man, just anything to the grass to get one in here in the inning would be a bonus for Carney. And Arciaga comes set the one-two pitch to Roseberry. Outside and snagged in the end of the webbing there again by Ohm. Two balls, two strikes. So Roseberry trying to battle back from the 0-2. Anderson gets away from second. Not really being held on. They do pinch it in the middle a little. Now a 2-2 to Roseberry. Swung on and fouled. Keeps it alive. Again, Altwine would be next. Carney trying to produce from the bottom of the order the Crazy thing was, once Carney started to win some games in the middle portion of the year, it was the bottom of the order that started to produce, and then Coach Archer started moving some of those guys up in the lineup. So it's 2-2 two and two again. Roseberry's fouled off a few pitches already. And let's do it one more time. 2-2. Two, two. Swung on and chopped between first and second. The pitcher will have to cover. They'll throw over, and Arciaga is there as Newell makes the play. So no runs on no hits. There was no errors. A walk. One man left on. We go to the bottom of the second. Lincoln Southwest 2. A carny nothing here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. 
Insurance Connection and Kearney wish all the athletes good luck. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make you feel like family. Whether you're looking for home, business, life, or auto insurance, we are here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is connecting people and insurance with care. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene for more information about a policy from Encova Insurance at 308-237-0914 or ins-connect.net. Stop by our office at 2615 Second Avenue, proud supporter of Carney Baseball. Doug Duda back with you here on ESPN Tri Cities. We go to the bottom of the second, two nothing Lincoln Southwest. Do want to give you a little update? I said Anderson had the only home run for Carney. That's not true. Uh, Rich had two in one game, but those are the only home runs. Corbin Rich had a couple, but those are the only dingers. Southwest has had quite a few more and. Even on a calm day, sometimes it's hard to get them out of Memorial Field, let alone what these guys have been playing in this year. All right, 7, 8, and 9, June Dunsmore, Jacob Ohm, and Blake Waring here for the Silverhawks against Cal Higgins as we go to the bottom of the second. And the first pitch high, ball one, 1-0. One and, oh. and theoretically, you would think Cal, with his velocity, able to just blow it by the bottom of the order, but we'll find out. First pitch swung on here, evens it at one and one to Dunsmore. Got some really good batters towards the top of the order. June Dunsmore actually has three home runs on the season, and a big old curveball stays high. Ball two, two and one. Dunsmore hitting 362. Then Ohm will be coming up at just 190, but he's your catcher. Higgins has got to go after Dunsmore here. The 2-1 pitch. Fastball way behind it. Strike two, two and two. Lincoln Southwest. Not in the state, as we'll have to tell you more about that as they don't send their stats in, but uh, we do have them as we've been referencing. And here is a good pitch over the outside corner up at the letters for taking strike three. And that's back-to-back strikeouts. Higgins struck out Newell to end the first, and he'll get Dunsmore looking to start the second. And that'll bring up Jacob Ohm. He is the catcher. Batting just 190. 21 at-bats is all so far this year. He still does not have an extra base hit. He turns to bunt. Fastball high. Ball one. High school baseball here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Brought to you by Buffalo Roofing. Helmet, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Family physical therapy. And Johnson Landscape. The pitch squares to bunt again. Bunts it foul down the third baseline. He'll run it all the way out and then realize he's got to come back. So, Ohm hustling. Not the biggest guy as far as what you see for catchers back there. He's got a little link to him, but he showed that he could get down. You don't see a lot of catchers bunting. Although, Myers could do it for Carney. It's a little different at the high school level. And when you get to college and the pros, again, Nebraska, 2 o'clock this afternoon. Fastball here. Ooh, just missed. Myers might have been set up just a little bit outside. Ball 2, 2 and 1. Huskers in Indiana, 2 o'clock today. ESPN 1550, 92.7 FM. First of four this weekend. Doubleheader tomorrow, the early game, Indiana, then Rutgers. Squares to bunt again and pops it all the way back. And you just heard it hit the press box. So it's two balls and two strikes. 2 and 2. 2-0 Southwest. They scratched up a couple of runs there in the first off Higgins. 
key play was a safety squeeze that bounced out of Myers' hands when the runner ran into him. Ethan Morrow trying to score from third base. The ball popped away, and instead of there being another out, there was another run and another infield ground out scored the second. Two balls, two strikes to Ohm. And the pitch way inside, and it hit him. So the hit by pitch didn't get a chance to see if he could catch up to the fastball or not. And again, you have to remember the pitches are being called from the dugout, but you got a 190 hitter and two strikes on him. Cal should be able to just bring the heat. That'll bring up Blake Waring, the second baseman. And the pitch by Higgins. He'll take it for strike one. Ethan Morrow, the top of the order, would be next. And for Blake Waring, standing in there at 294 hitter in the nine hole. The one pitch, there goes the runner. Pitch out, but it was high, and Myers decides to just eat it. Ball one, one and one, stolen base for Jacob Ohm. So a runner in scoring position with one out, again without the benefit of a hit. Carney, when we get to the top of the third, it'll be 9-1-2, Altwine, Bober, and Myers. Carney again playing straight up in the outfield, but shallow and right. In at the corners here with the possibility of a bunt from the number nine man. And Altwine holding on the runner. Tanner Johnson not even in the area code. So Cal Higgins now ready to go to the number nine man, Blake Waring, in the 1-1 pitch from Higgins. There goes the runner. Curveball lofted into center field. Base hit. And the bottom of the order produces a run here for Lincoln Southwest. He just stuck the bat out on that big curveball and drives in Jacob Ohm. So the hit batter comes around to score, and it's 3 to nothing. Lincoln Southwest on the RBI single. So the third hit of the ball game here for Southwest. Carney's still looking for their first. And Ethan Morrow, who singled to start the game for Southwest. Again, just kind of a dribbler that bounced right past the pitcher, Cal Higgins. I thought he almost was going to grab it with his bare hand, but it rolled right over the second base bag and trickled into center field. So 3-0 here for Southwest against Higgins. No lead over at first. And Cal throws over. Again, trying to see if he's going to bump the baseball. But Southwest now, I think, is in a position where they just like to drop the hammer. They're at the top of the order. They've got a 3-0 lead, which probably is going to be enough. The fastball swung on a missed strike one. We talked about it in the pregame that three runs should be enough to win the game. And Southwest has it with one out here in the second. 3-0. Not that Carney can't score, but we know what they have done this season. They are not an offensive juggernaut, and you're going against a good pitcher from Southwest. Higgins fastball, low, ball one, one and one. Jack Schaefer is on deck. As the wind whips a little dust up here from home plate, Morrow steps out, lets that mini tsunami move on. And steps back in. One on, one out. There goes the runner. Curveball high. Myers fires it down, but it's on the shortstop side. They weren't going to get him anyway. Stolen base. 
teams have been able to run on Carney, and not necessarily because of Myers, the catcher, but they anticipated a curveball, and that's what they got. And it's 2-1 and one tomorrow. So Higgins, for one of the very few times this year, has been touched up a little bit. And the 2-1, fastball, fouls it back and out of play. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. See Robert Fitzgerald, Ryan Bruna, among your home real estate agents. Two balls, two strikes. Already a run across, and another one at second with one out here in the bottom of the second. 3-0 Lincoln Southwest. The winner gets North Star, who upset Bergen, and Syntec did pitch for Bergen and had 12 strikeouts. Neither pitcher allowed a walk in the game. North Star, two runs, three hits, two errors. Bergen, no runs, four hits, three errors. Two of those hits for Bergen were with two outs in the sixth. And Higgins, fastball, lofted towards left, and it's going to be foul. So Morrow got out ahead of that one, and the count remains two balls and two strikes. Over at Lexington, another goal for the Minutemen. Four to one, Lexington. They were up 3-0 over Kearney Catholic as they are midway through the second half. Lexington, the number two team in the state. Fastball low. Myers will keep it off the dirt, and it's three and two. Three balls, two strikes. Cal Higgins, 76 strikeouts on the season. Well and away the best in A. And now the 3-2 pitch on the way. And it's chopped slowly towards short. Altwine makes a nice dig, throws over to the first baseman, Corbin Rich, and gets the out. Again, one that was almost scooped by Higgins. This time they get Morrow for out number two. Waring will advance down to third, and that'll bring up Jack Schaefer. On a 1-2 pitch, he had a kind of an excuse-me swing that Myers made a nice play on in foul ground. He had to sprint down the first baseline and grabbed it almost a double play, and that would have changed the complexion of that inning. Curveball ripped. He guessed right there, but it's way foul. That's one thing here. The parking is all behind us at the beautiful Shilke Complex, not like Carney, where you can hit one down the left field foul line and maybe plunk something. 0-1 to Schaefer. Fastball right back to the pitcher. Higgins, he's got it. Over to first, and there's out number three. So, nothing really smoked so far, but one run in the inning. Uh, scored because of the hit batsman. There was one hit. There were no errors, and one man left off. We go to the top of the third. It's Lincoln Southwest 3. Carney nothing. You're listening to High School Baseball brought to you by Great Western Bank on ESPN Tri-Cities. More than 10 years of doing things the right way have led to over a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney. Voted best of Kearney five years and counting. Proudly supporting Kearney Baseball. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. 
We go to the top of the third. It's 9-1-2 for Carney. That means Seth Altwine will start it off here, and he'll take the first pitch down the middle for strike one. Again, Carney has had two base runners, but they do not have a hit in the ball game. The 0-1 to Altwine high, 1-1. One one. Johnson reached on a two-out error in the first, and Anderson reached on a two-out walk in the second. The pitch to Altwine swung on and missed on that fastball, strike two, one and two. So Seth Altwine, Reese Bober, Max Myers against Tello Arciaga. And the one-two. Altwine swung on and missed strike three. So there is the third strikeout of the ball game for Arciaga. And up to the top of the order here for Reese Bober. Well, district track gets going next week across the state. We've got uh, Carney High and Class A action. They will uh, have to go to Columbus on Wednesday to Pawnee Park. A and D are on Wednesday, and B and C are on Thursday. Bober grounded to first on a 3-2 pitch in the first inning, and here he'll take one over the outer half for strike one. We will be at a variety of those track meets, bringing you reports on Wednesday and Thursday as Bober takes one high, one and one. On Thursday, we're at Fullerton and Kennesaw for Class D action, and then Class B and Aurora, Class C and Ord on Thursday. Outside to Bober, ball two, two and one. Max Myers waits on deck. Three nothing Southwest, top of the third. The pitch to Bober outside again. Ball three. So for the second time, Bober's got three ball, one strike count. Arciaga, 3-1. Outside, ball four. So that'll be the second walk of the ball game here for Arciaga. And that'll bring up the catcher, Max Myers. He went down on three pitches last time up. Tanner Johnson would be next. Let's see what Coach Archer decides to do as he goes through the signals. Third baseman Will Johnson already in on the grass here for the Silverhawks. Maybe get a runner in scoring position with less than two outs. Myers doesn't square, and the fastball is low and away for ball one. And right now, maybe Coach Archer is going to make Arciago at least throw a strike since he's been out for about four straight pitches here. And there is the strike down the middle at the knees for strike one on a fastball. So now we might see something different. I don't know the signals, but it looked different right there. So I would anticipate something's on here. Hit and run, bunt, something. Short lead for Bober. They throw to first. Oh, he got back in. He should have been out. The first baseman, Cam Newell, couldn't locate him. Oh, they had him. They had him dead to rights. Carney with a little bit of a break. The throw was up around the shoulders, and Newell, when he just kind of got off balance and he couldn't get the tag down on Reese Bober. And the swing and a foul ball out of play. So there was nothing on there, but might have been something on before that shook off. Strike two, one and two. Tanner Johnson on deck. 3 nothing Lincoln Southwest. Top of the third A6 district semifinals. Lincoln North Star upset number one Bergen four or two zero in the first game. One and two throw to first again this time, back in time easily is Reese Bober. He's there after a one out walk. Carney still looking for that first hit again. Grand Island was down to Bellevue West at last check five zero. And the one two pitch, 
Myers grounds it to short, backhanded over to second for one, back to first, double play. And so a 6-4-3 double play. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on. We go to the bottom of the third, Lincoln Southwest 3, Carney nothing here in the A6 District Semifinals on ESPN Tri-Cities. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. High School Baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities, brought to you by Broadfoot Sand and Gravel, Five Points Bank, Optical Gallery, Fanatics, and the Bike Shed. Doug Duda with you here at beautiful Schilke Complex and Novak Field in Fremont, where we are bringing you the A6 District Semifinals. It's game two of three. The first one, number four, Lincoln North Star over number one, Bergen, 2-0. Here, the number two, Lincoln Southwest, leads the number three, Kearney, Three to nothing as we go to the bottom of the third. The championship game will immediately follow. So Carney's got some work to do, but first Cal Higgins has to get the job done. On the mound, they have got a couple of hits off of him. Three runs, three hits. And standing in there, the heart of the order, three, four, five. Max Peterson up first, the number three hitter. He singled and scored last in the first inning. And a curveball drops in there for strike one. Max Peterson, Will Johnson, Brock Merkel. Southwest got two in the first and one last inning after a hit batter came around. Jacob Ohm scores, stole a base, and then Waring drove him in with a little looper into left center. And the 0-1 outside, well outside for ball one. One and one. Carney 14 and 13. They had a little momentum coming in, winning five of their last six with the only loss to this Southwest team last Saturday where they had the lead in the seventh. Squaring to bunt, drag bunt, whiffed at it, and missed here for Peterson, one and two. Johnson, who had the safety squeeze RBI bunt in the first, is waiting on deck. Reese Bober in left, Easton Bruce center, Cale Conrad in right today for Carney. And the one-two pitch, fastball low. Ball two. Again, the infield for Carney. Braden Anderson at third, Tanner Johnson at second, Corbin Rich at first, Seth Altwine, your shortstop. As usual, Max Myers doing the catching, and the ace, Cal Higgins, is on the mound, but down by a score of three to nothing. And the 2 2 pitch to Max Peterson is a breaking ball that is fouled out of play for the left hander. He took it to the left side. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. Teresa DeLate, Susan Bice. Among your home real estate agents. Count remains two balls and two strikes. Here in Fremont, as the wind you can hear continues to whip, 
And the pitch from Higgins, fastball bounced it. Ball three, three and two. Our winds have kicked up to about 22 mile an hour out of the east, which means it's blowing from right to left here and not directly out either. It's not like if you pop it up towards left that it's going to carry. It's going to carry towards the foul line. So three and two, the payoff pitch to Peterson, and he got him to wave at one, and he just got a piece of it. Keeps it alive. That's the thing about Higgins. He doesn't have to bring fastball on a 2-0 or a 3-2 or a leadoff. He's got enough confidence to throw one of at least three pitches. The 3-2 again. This time waved down and missed. Strike three. So Peterson goes down for strikeout number three of the ball game here for Cal Higgins, adding to his state-high total. That'll bring up the third baseman, Will Johnson. Again, have the sacrifice bunt RBI to get the first run across of the game in the bottom of the first. And Higgins' first pitch to him is going to be a little low. Ball one, one and oh. Again, Wayne and Hastings locked up scoreless at last check in the sixth on KHAS. We'll get you an update on that in just a moment. Hastings College was bounced from the GPAC tournament yesterday. Of course, here in Fremont, Midland is what they like to follow. As this one's fouled off the handle, strike one, one and one. Brock Merkel is on deck here for the Silverhawks. Three nothing, Lincoln Southwest, bottom of the third. Higgins swung on and hit it to left field, and that's going to drop. And Reese Bover will come over to pick it up and fire it in. A solid single to left there for Will Johnson. Sometimes you see this a little bit against really overpowering pitchers where the batters will more stick the bat out than take a full cut. They want to cover the zone. That's kind of what Johnson did right there, but it works. And Brock Merkel, the lefty, stands in, grounded out to Altwine, but drove in a run. And Higgins now with Rich covering the runner at first. There he goes. Curveball high. Throw down. Nobody covered the bag. And Altwine will pick it up before it goes into center field. It's almost like Southwest knows when Higgins is throwing the curveball. So ball one on Merkel plus... Johnson gets an easy stolen base. Other score updates for you. Lexington has scored again to go up 5-1 over Kearney Catholic with 22 minutes to go in the match. And at the end of six, Bellevue West leading Grand Island Senior High 8-0 in the A2. Higgins now with the 1-0 pitch. Fires a fastball. Oh, my. Fouled off and... I'm not sure Cam Newell would have been able to get out of the way of that one. It went right back to the on-deck circle. That's how far behind he was on that fastball. Strike one. One ball, one strike. And the lefty D.H. Merkel waves the bat. Another runner in scoring position with Johnson at second. And the pitch. Big curveball up. Ball two, two and one. Cam Newell on deck. And then it would be June Dunsmore. One on, one out, bottom of the third. Three nothing. Lincoln Southwest here in the A6 District Tournament on ESPN Tri Cities. And Higgins takes a little extra time and brings it home. Fastball hit towards second. Johnson backhands the two hopper and throws over to first low, but Rich is able to dig it. 
and get the out. So Merkel grounds out to Johnson for out number two. It advances Johnson over to third, and that'll bring up the first baseman, Cam Newell, who was called out on strikes to end the first inning. So he'll stand in there, but Southwest has scored in the first two innings. They're threatening again here in the third after a solid one-out single from Will Johnson, then a stolen base, and he advances over to third on the ground out. Again, Kearney Catholic girls will play at Omaha Scott, but that doesn't kick off till 2.30. Northwest soccer playing today. Adams Central knocked out in the districts last night. Nebraska City actually knocked out the number one seed. Beat Beatrice 2-1 to one in other action. Fouled away, strike one here by Newell. The wind gusts again, and that's enough to get kind of everybody to step off the mound, step out of the batter's box. So Southwest has definitely won the first half of this baseball game. And the pitch. Fastball out. Ball one, one and one. A lot of graduations going on around the state today. Congrats to all those graduates. Of course, UNK had Thursday, Friday. Nebraska did theirs today. And the 1-1 pitch. Fastball, slow number towards second. Johnson's got it. And that one's a little bit easier for Rich to handle. So no runs for the first time. That is on one hit. There were no errors and one man left on. We go to the top of the fourth here in the A6 District Semifinals on ESPN Tri-Cities. Brought to you by Great Western Bank. Making life great. It's Lincoln Southwest 3 and Kearney nothing. Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area for decades. And we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney online at at headtothesed.com. With our producer-engineer Stacy Johns, Doug Duda with you here on ESPN Tri-Cities. I want to thank Chris Rainforth, all the folks here in Fremont for their hospitality, allowing us to bring you today's A6 District Tournament, hoping the Bearcats can rally and play two. Tanner Johnson, Corbin Rich, Easton Bruce to lead it off here. Again, Carney hitless in the first three innings, but they had a base runner in each inning, two walks and an error. Johnson takes the first pitch out and away for ball one. Kind of talking here during the break. Maybe a little push bunt. Could get Johnson. Just get a base runner. Get the leadoff man on. Fastball right down the middle. Strike one. The third baseman, Johnson, did come in on the first pitch, but Johnson didn't show any kind of a square. And so now Will Johnson stays back. Arciago. Fastball chopped towards third. That's fair. It's a base hit into left field. Took a hop right past the... uh, Backhanded stab attempt there of Will Johnson. And Tanner Johnson will get the first hit of the ball game for Carney. 
Would have been a heck of a play there had he been able to stab that. Now let's see if they can get something going. Arciaga maybe doesn't work as quickly. I mean, I haven't seen anybody get the ball and bring it home as quick as he had. It's it's bordering on quick pitch, but Carney High has stepped out a couple times, and they've been ready. I mean, it's not like they haven't been. So Rich stands in there, and with a 3 nothing game, Coach Archer showing him signals, trying to talk to him a little bit. Let's see. Easton Bruce would be next. Do you make your cleanup hitter bunt? Not on the first pitch. Big swing and a fastball straight back over our heads and out of play. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. See Amy Johnson or Mike Lewis, your home real estate agents. So you need more than one. And then maybe if you can get Rich a base hit here, then you start thinking Easton could definitely lay one down. He's on deck. And the 0-1 to Corbin Rich has to be thinking off speed but gets a fastball right at the knees for strike two. So Arciaga has challenged Rich, and it's 0-2. Johnson, not a big lead from first, and down in the game, probably not going anywhere, but let's find out. Short lead. Arciaga comes set. He hasn't had to throw over to first. And the 0-2 pitch to Rich. Takes a long time in the stance, and he brings one home off-speed way high, and Ohm jumps up to bring it in. One and two. Easton Bruce on deck. Carney trying to get something going after their first base hit of the ball game here to lead off the fourth from Tanner Johnson. Slapped it the opposite way down the third baseline. And now a one-two pitch. Swung on and knifed off the end of the bat. So it stays one and two. Two in the first, one in the second for Southwest. So they jumped on Cal Higgins. Nothing crushing, but it was just enough to get him a comfort level. 1-2 now to Corbin Rich. And the curveball backside in there. First strike three called. Rich thought it was going to be inside, and it got just enough of the plate for strikeout number four of the ball game. And that'll bring up Easton Bruce. So Rich, the leading average hitter, and one back down against him for strike number three. So Easton Bruce stands in there. He chopped it back to the pitcher the last time up. And something's bothering Arciago right now. He stepped off twice. And he tosses the ball in the air, catches it with his bare hand, now ready to go. Pitch to Bruce. He's hit right at short. Oh, it bounced off his glove, though. And a break for Carney. Already thinking about his second double play turn was Max Peterson because it would have been. He was only five feet from the bag trying to hold a runner on a potential steal. So the second error of the ball game on Lincoln Southwest. And Carney has their first runner in scoring position. Cale Conrad, who flew out to center, the deepest ball that's been hit by anybody. June Dunsmore hauled that in in the second. So Johnson at second, Bruce at first with one out. Braden Anderson's on deck. Wouldn't overlook another bunt attempt here. Just playing inside the bag. Johnson at third. Deep at first. No square and a fastball in there for strike one. I'm a little surprised that Newell's playing as deep as he is over at first. They're giving up a bunt right now. And making sure that either pitcher or catcher, Arciaga or Ohm, would have to cover. The 0-1 pitch to Conrad, right fielder here for the Bearcats. Again, 
Time's going to be called. They did award it, almost didn't. Boy, Conrad called time and stepped out. And the umpire was a little late awarding it as far as a hand signal goes. And Arciaga was ready to pitch, but he was in the stance for a long time. He comes set again. And now the 0-1. Inside, got away. It's back to the screen and two runners in scoring position. And so a little help here for the Bearcats as Arciaga taps his chest, says, I'm sorry about that, Jacob. And a wild pitch. So it's one and one to Conrad. Braden Anderson on deck. Carney needs a base knock. They're down 3 nothing. Runs have been hard to come by, and they're going to be hard to come by here the rest of the day. So one and one to Conrad. And the left-hander, as they play back, they do not bring the infield in. The pitch to Conrad. Swung on and fouled back out of play. Strike two, one and two. Braden Anderson on deck. So, Johnson slapped it to left, and then Bruce got in on an error. But now down on the count, Cale Conrad, one and two from Taylor Arciaga. Kicks and delivers. Swung on and hit into right field. That's a base hit. One run will score. Brad Archer says, let's hold up right here. And Carney's on the board on an RBI single from Cale Conrad. And that'll get the cold Bearcat fans to make some noise and warm them up a little bit. And Johnson scampers home. Over to third is Easton Bruce. And that'll bring up Braden Anderson. He walked in the second inning and was left stranded at second. He actually advanced on a wild pitch, so this last one was the second wild pitch of the ballgame for Arciaga. So let's see what Coach Brad Archer wants to do. Anderson a chance to cut this thing to one. And they'll fake it to third and then throw... Look over to first, nothing there. There wasn't even a defender. Johnson wasn't holding the runner on at third, so Easton Bruce knew nothing was up. Short lead over at first as well. And the pitch, they squared a bunt. It's a suicide. He gets it down. The run is in, and they'll throw over to first. Almost pulled his foot. Boy, the first baseman, Cam Newell, almost come off the bag too soon. They call him out. You just anticipate that that's going to happen. But it's 3-2 on a suicide squeeze from Braden Anderson. And that moves Cale Conrad to second, and Cash Roseberry stands in there with two outs. Here at the top of the fourth, 3-2 in favor of Lincoln Southwest. And the first pitch is in there for strike one. Roseberry chopped it to the first baseman, Cam Newell, who had to Lateral it over to the pitcher for out number three to end the second. The 0-1 to Roseberry. Swung on and knifed down the right field line, but out of play. It was over the outside half, just protecting the plate. So, again, down 0-2. He was down 0-2 the last time. Got it to 2-2 before he chopped out. Conrad at second. Carney with two runs here in the fourth. They're back in the ball game. Their first two hits. And now the 0-2 to the designated hitter, Roseberry. Curveball, a nice job of waiting on that and fouling it off. It was just a little up, but you can't take it because you don't know. Now the home plate umpire says, I need some baseballs. Our high school baseball action brought to you in part here on ESPN Tri-Cities by Home Real Estate, ENT Possessions, Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle, and Broadfoot, Sand and Gravel. 3-2, Lincoln Southwest, top of the fourth. The winner gets Lincoln North Star. About 30 minutes after this one ends. 
So Arciaga looks in for the signal and another 0-2 pitch here with two outs to Cash Roseberry. Low, got through the wickets and on his way to third. That's a pass ball. That one was low, but Jacob Ohm should have had that one, I'm sure he'd tell you. So Conrad gets down to third, and it's one and two. And now anything to the outfield grass ties the ball game. And the wind just continues to whip, even a little stronger. 3-2 southwest, the tying run stands at third. And Cash Roseberry takes the pitch and fouls it away again. So everything, and we've talked about throughout the season, he likes to take it to right field for the most part. He he lives on that outside half of the plate. So when he does foul it off, it's usually always down the right field line. And I'm guessing Arciago just doesn't want to throw it in the dirt. And there's one chopped towards third. It's in the hole. It's a base hit, and we're tied. Cash Roseberry has tied the baseball game at three. I think Arciago was just a little scared to throw another big bender that might have ended up at the backstop. And so Roseberry didn't have to worry about that one coming in, at least odds-wise. And Cash gets a base hit to tie this baseball game up 3-3. And we're not done yet. Seth Altwine, the number nine hitter, the shortstop, went down on strikes. He swung on the ball, though. And so we are tied at three. And the bunt, nobody's playing in. A chance for Johnson. He got a good jump, though, and he throws over to first. They got him. Boy, that was a great bunt. And Johnson wasn't anticipating, but he did make the play. But Carney is able to tie this ball game up. Three runs on three hits. There was one error and one man left on. We go to the bottom of the fourth. We're all knotted up. Carney and Lincoln Southwest, 3-3 on ESPN Tri-Cities. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Johnson, and Dr. Blake at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they are where you are. With six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, they provide the highest quality care to everyone. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center, specializing in you. Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! ball game going to the bottom of the fourth Carney and Lincoln Southwest 3-3 and for the second straight day Hastings scores three runs in the sixth inning and they are your B1 district champion they shut out Wayne by a score of three to nothing the final over at Duncan Field so Hastings will be the number one seed in the state tournament next week all right Lincoln Southwest 7-8-9 again June Dunsmore Jacob Ohm Blake Waring but they got him a run in the second, and is right back up the middle again. And a base hit here for June Dunsmore. He was called out on strikes in the second, but swings at the first pitch here and grounds it up the middle. That's about the third one that's been right back through the chute. Not smoked, but enough that it's just going to bounce right over second base and trickle into the outfield. Now here's Jacob Ohm. He was hit by a pitch in the second inning, a 2-2 pitch. He was hit. Then stole a base and came around to score on Waring's RBI single. And Higgins. 
Stretch, bunt, way out, and up. Ball one. One and oh. And Southwest has played a little bit of small ball again here today. Again, Ohm batting just 190, the starting catcher here for Southwest, but came around to score last time, and Higgins will step off the rubber. And Ohm will step back in there. Real, real key that Higgins gets the job done here and shuts him down on the fourth. Because then it could be trouble. They're stealing the base. Curveball dropped. It's going to be called ball two. And it's 2-0. and oh. So Dunsmore heads down to second base. That is the third stolen base of the game here for Lincoln Southwest. And they've actually, I believe, all been on curveballs. So it's 2-0. and oh. Ohm squares to bunt. Fastball is dropped down. Oh, baby, he get foul, and it does. Man, that didn't look like it was going to hit the grass. It looked like it was going to stay in that one foot between the foul line and the mow, and it finally just bounced up, and when it did hit the edge, it kicked foul down the third base line. That was a great bunt by Jacob Ohm. But it's 2-1. and one. Blake Waring will be on deck. Dunsmore standing at second. 3-3 three, three here, bottom of the fourth. Carney tied it with three in the top half of the inning. Trying to keep things rolling here now defensively. As Southwest was shut out for the first time in the third. And the pitch, squaring to bunt again. Pulled it back, another curveball. That's in there for strike two. So two and two. And a big, steady dose of off-speed here to the number eight hitter, Jacob Ohm. Two balls, two strikes. Nobody out. Runner on second is June Dunsmore after a leadoff single on the first pitch. And a curveball up ball three. So the count is full. With Blake Waring on deck. Again, let's see what the pitch call here is from the dugout. Can't afford to lose him here. Got to put it in the zone. Cal's very good at doing that. And the 3-2 pitch. On the way. Fastball. Fouled away. Right off the Carney dugout again. Both these pitchers have brought enough heat that we've seen some fouled right back off the on-deck circle or off the dugout. So 3-2 and two again. And Dunsmore dancing around back there. Gets a pretty good lead away from second. Higgins might step off. Let's find out. Checks the runner twice. Now brings it home. 3-2 pitch. Low, off-speed, ball four. I think he only threw one fastball during that whole time to Ohm, and that was that 3-2 first one that he fouled off. So a single by the number seven man, a walk by the number eight, and that brings up Blake Waring, who singled and drove in a run in the second. So Carney's got to get their wheel play on here. You have to be anticipating a bunt, even though Waring is nearly a 300 hitter. Two on, nobody out. Just after Carney got this thing tied up, now Southwest is threatening again with two on and nobody out here in the bottom of the fourth inning. So Rich in at first, even with the bag at third, is Anderson because he's got a cover with a runner coming. They flash behind the runner at second. Now Higgins brings it home. It's way up and away. They did square it a bunt, ball one. So Cal trying to Put a little more heat on that. Harder you throw it, maybe the quicker that bunt comes back to you. Braden Anderson with the signals here. Cal Higgins didn't quite see it, so they'll send him again. 
Usually Myers comes out and makes those, but Anderson is making the call. And the 1-0 pitch by Higgins. They'll throw back to second. Diving back in was June Dunsmore. Carney had three runs on three hits, one southwest air in the top of the inning. But the Silverhawks, 17-10, and 10, the two seed, the number seven overall seed in the Class A tournament. Trying to answer back. And the pitch, square to bunt, whiffed at it. It's fouled just barely. Waring definitely did not keep the bat steady. He kind of jumped at it and foul tipped it right at the plate. One and one. Top of the order next, Ethan Morrow. And Coach Vernon would have to love his chances if he could get runners at second and third with one out in the top of the order coming up. Blake Waring, the second baseman, the number nine man. And all kinds of chess going on right now. Higgins steps off the rubber. Dunsmore at second, Ohm at first. A single and a walk. And a 1-1 pitch on the way. Squares to bunt. The curveball butted back to the mound. They'll make the decision to throw to first and the stretch by Tanner Johnson. Higgins looked at third. I think he made the right decision. That was a pretty good jump by Dunsmore. It would have been bang, bang, even on a perfect throw. So Waring gets down the sacrifice bunt. Dunsmore to third, Ohm to second. And that'll bring up Ethan Morrow. He singled and scored in the first, grounded out to short in the second. So he's put the ball in play. And Carney again, not playing in. They're in deep at first, anticipating another bunt that was rich. And the fastball swung on and pulled. Strike one. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Doug Duda, our producer, Stacy Johns, hoping the Bearcats can play, as this is game number 28, a 29th game. They need to win it to play Lincoln Northstar for the third time this year. And those are both 2-1 Navigator wins. Higgins checks the runner. Big lead from second. The pitch swung on. That's a big hook that didn't even come close to making contact. Another one that dove really low, but... Morrow went after 0-2. Higgins with two strikeouts. Excuse me, three strikeouts. Looking for one more here. The 0-2 pitch tomorrow, way up and away. Ball 1-1-2, one, one Jack Schaefer on deck. Schaefer is 0-2. On a foul out and a chopper back to Higgins. Higgins trying to keep this a 3-3 ball game here in the bottom of the fourth. Cal with a 1-2 on the way. Swung on to make curveball miss. Tags the runner. Myers makes the nice play defensively. And that'll be the second out. Not over yet, though, as the right fielder Jack Schaefer stands in. Two on, two out. Nobody across yet in the bottom of the fourth. 3-3, Kearney and Lincoln Southwest here on ESPN Tri-Cities. KXPN, Kearney, Gibbon, and Ravenna. And the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Higgins, fastball, swung on, chopped towards short. Two-hopper, off the leg of Altwine, and a two-out error for Kearney. And two runners will score on the error of Altwine. So it's 5-3 in favor of Lincoln Southwest. And that'll bring up Max Peterson. 
A little two-hopper that just was right in the middle of those hops and snuck out onto the outfield. So for Peterson, he singled in the first, struck out of the third, and the stolen base attempt in there easily. The fourth stolen base, and Lincoln Southwest now not showing any regard when they've got a man on first for the Higgins-Myers combination. They're just going. The pitch was a little high for ball one. To Max Peterson. Will Johnson on deck. 5-3 Southwest in the bottom of the fourth. And Higgins comes set short lead this time at second. And the fastball off the wicket. And a pass ball will allow Jack Schaefer to get down to third. And it's 2-0 to Max Peterson. Last week it was 2-1 Carney going into the seventh. Right now it's 5-3 Southwest, and we're in the bottom of the fourth. Of course, Southwest won at 5-2 last week, getting four in the top of the seventh. Hastings a winner today over Wayne, 3-0. The first game here, North Star beat Bergen by a score of 2-0. And Higgins. Comes set, the 2-0 pitch, chopped towards third, right into the glove of Anderson. He'll throw across the diamond, and there's the out, but it comes one too late as Carney gives up two runs. They do that on one hit, one error, and one man left on. We go to the top of the fifth, 5-3. Lincoln Southwest leading Kearney, brought to you by Great Western Bank on ESPN Tri-Cities. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Insurance Connection and Kearney wish all the athletes good luck. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make you feel like family. Whether you're looking for home, business, life, or auto insurance, we are here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is connecting people and insurance with care. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene for more information about a policy from Encova Insurance at 308-237-0914 or ins-connect.net. Stop by our office at 2615 Second Avenue, proud supporter of Carney Baseball. All right. Carney goes to the top of the fifth and at the top of the lineup. One, two, three. Reese Bober takes a fastball high for ball one. Bober grounded out to first to start the game and walked in the third, wiped out on a double play. He'll take one low, ball two. Both pitchers have went the distance as we're here in the top of the fifth. Carney scored three in the fourth. Southwest scored two, so it's 5-3. Silverhawks here in the 2-3 matchup in the A6 semifinal. The pitch to Bober takes it high. Well, this seems to be the young man that Arciaga has had the most problems with. 3-0, Bober. Takes one up and in for strike one. Three and one. Bober steps back in. And Arciaga with the pitch. High ball four. I'll tell you what. If you had two Taylor Arciagos, you could play this game in an hour and two minutes. I've said it a couple times, but if you're just joining us, man, nobody has pitched quicker. And we've got Coach Vernon 
coming out to the uh, mound here. And maybe just telling Taylor, settle down. You're going too fast. <laughs> That's hardly ever the case. We all love a pitcher that gets the job done quickly. But a leadoff walk here for Reese Bober. And that'll bring up Max Myers, then Tanner Johnson, Corbin Rich, if they can keep things going. Myers struck out in the first and hit into a 6-4-3 double play to end the third. Again, Carney did not have a hit in the first three innings. They did have three base runners on two walks and an error. But uh, not a lot of chances left. You're here in the fifth. You could get back to the top of the order in the seventh. You kind of hope you get back to the top of the order. That means you've got something going here in the fifth and sixth. So Myers stands in. Bober short lead from first. The pitch, big swing and a miss, strike one. Again, the defense hasn't changed a whole lot. It's just a little shallow and right, straight up everywhere else for the Silverhawks. And stepping off the mound is Arciaga. It was 3-0 Southwest. Carney got it tied, but Southwest got it right back. Throw over to first. Bober plops on the bag. So Myers standing in there again. You can hear that wind whipping up over 20 miles an hour as it has most of the game. Squaring to bunt. It's low. It bounces away. And that will allow Bober, who already had a good jump, to hustle down to second. So it's ball one. Wild pitch. So there's been a few wild pitch and pass balls here when Carney has been able to put a guy on. Myers hitting 338 on the season. And would love to get aboard right here with another knock. One ball, one strike to Myers. Waves the bat, and the right-handed batter will see the spin and look at second. Arciaga will not make the throw. So we get set again. And now the 1-1 pitch to Myers. Taken for strike two. Low and away, well-placed. Tanner Johnson on deck. Johnson, the only Bearcat that has reached both of his first at-bats. Bober's now reached twice in three plays, plate appearances. Pitch to Myers, swung on and lofted into short left field, but coming over to make the catch is Ethan Morrow. So the first out here, the fifth, is a fly out to left field, and that'll bring up the second baseman, Tanner Johnson. He ripped one. Off the third baseman's glove the first time for an error and then singled and scored the first run of the game, had the first base hit of the game to lead off the fourth. That was a rip down the third baseline. And so Johnson stands in there trying to make it a one-run game, breaking ball low, ball one. Both of our starting pitchers have some pretty good action on that off-speed. Grand Island beaten today by Bellevue West. Hastings beats Wayne. Carney down 5-3 here, top of the fifth to Southwest. Runner at second, one out. The 1-0 pitch to Tanner Johnson. Arciaga fastball over the outer corner for strike one, taken one and one. Again, Southwest 17-10, Carney 14-13. All the members in this tournament, this uh, district, are out of the Heartland Athletic Conference. Of course, Bergen won the conference tournament, but... They were bounced here today. Now they're hoping for a wild card. Long look at second. Nobody covering the bag. And now time will be called. Arciaga never really did look in. I think he was waiting for somebody to at least 
covers second base in the zip code over there with Reese Bober getting your average lead. One ball, one strike. Johnson waiting. The 1-1 pitch inside, ball two. Arciaga has not went inside very much at all in the baseball game. He's lived on the outside. He's lived with that breaking ball, that big curve. So now Johnson heading the count 2-1 with Corbin Rich on deck. Fastball, ooh, called strike two. Arciaga got a call there. Two balls, two strikes. So now if you're Arciaga, you throw it maybe another two inches farther out in that same spot. Although Johnson not afraid to take the ball towards left. He'll step out and now step back in. 2-2 pitch, Johnson. And now Arciaga steps off. So again, a little gamesmanship. Everybody trying to get set. Bober gets the lead away from second. Johnson needs to put it in play. Takes it low and in. Ball three. So he brought it inside again. And the count is full to the Kearney second baseman. Again, Kearney Catholic graduates tomorrow. Kearney High next week. They'd like to wedge a little state tournament in between that. And it's full to Johnson. Swing play back to second. Oh, it actually hit Bober. And it didn't get far enough away for him to go. Had that not hit Bober, he would have been down to third. But it actually plunked him on the neck or the upper part of his back and just died about two feet into the grass. So smart move by Bober not to take third. Arciaga has not thrown to the bags very often. 3-2 to Johnson. Swung on and chopped right back to the pitcher. He muffs it. He'll still have a play over at first. Oh! Oh, they called him out. Man, Johnson got there a lot quicker than maybe any of us anticipated. I'd like to see a little replay on that one. I mean, he should. it's one of those where he should have been out. But Arciaga had a little more trouble handling that than we thought. And then he threw it a little high over to Cam Newell. So Bober gets down to third. But Johnson grounds out for out number two. And Corbin Rich stands in. He's been struck out twice. Went down swinging in the first. Got called out. On a curveball inside, half in the fourth inning. And he'll take the first pitch here. Low ball one. So Carney's leading hitter, average-wise, needs one here. And he knows it. The pitch to Rich. Lays off the high one. Ball two. 2-0. Two and oh. Five, three, Lincoln Southwest. Top of the fifth in the A6 semifinals. Arciaga's 2-0 pitch to Rich. Going to take it a little high. Ball three. Three and zero, oh. and if I'm Arciaga, I'm not, I'm not giving much now to Rich. You're down in the count. You've got a base open. He's taken, generous high strike, three and one. And now let's see what he throws to Rich. Is he going to give him anything to hit? The three-one pitch to Corbin. Yes, he does, and he hits it into right field. But a lot of air under that one. And Jack Schaefer will come in and make the play. That was off the fist almost. And Rich flies out to right. No runs, no hits, no errors. The leadoff walk ends up left over at third. So we go to the bottom of the fifth. That's Lincoln Southwest five and Carney three. 
Brought to you by Great Western Bank on ESPN Tri-Cities. More than 10 years of doing things the right way have led to over a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney. Voted best of Kearney five years and counting. Proudly supporting Carney Baseball. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Doug Duda back with you here at Schilke Complex in Novak Field in Fremont. A6 District Semifinals on ESPN Tri-Cities brought to you by Johnson Landscape, Fanatics, Great Western Bank, and Insurance Connection. It is 5-3 in favor of Lincoln Southwest. The winner gets the four-seed Lincoln North Star who scored two unearned runs in the sixth, and that was a 2-0 victory over Archbishop Bergen, and that's why Fremont, why we are in Fremont, because they were the top seed here, got the final spot in the six districts to host. 4-5-6, Will Johnson, Brock Merkel, Cam Newell here in the fifth for Lincoln Southwest, and the curveball is high here to start things off for Cal Higgins. He has thrown a lot more off-speed as this game has moved along Maybe because Southwest was kind of sticking the bat out there on some of the fastballs early on. The 1-0. Swung on and chopped towards second. Charging. Johnson scoops, throws, makes the nice play to Corbin Rich. So Johnson is retired for the first time. He laid down a sacrifice bunt on a safety squeeze and reached in the first inning. And then singled and stole a base in the third. But now Brock Merkel, he's grounded to short. He's grounded to second. The lefty will stand in there. This is actually where Higgins has had some luck because Newell is also 0 for 2. And the fastball a little low and away. Ball 1, 1 and 0. Again, the championship game immediately follows here on ESPN Tri-Cities if Carney can pick up the win today. They would get Lincoln Northstar. The pitch up and away. Ball two. Ball two Merkel, the designated hitter. Again, earlier today in the A1, Millard South knocked out Lincoln High 12 to nothing. As we said in the A2, Bellevue East West beat Grand Island. In the A3, Lincoln East beat Bellevue East 5 nothing. Here's the pitch. Swung on and ripped down the first baseline, but just foul. Strike one brought to you by Home Real Estate. Also going on today in the A4, Papillion La Vista South beat Omaha North 16-2. Bird West beat Omaha Central in the A5 3-1. And as we said here in the A6, North Star picked up the 2-0 win. Try and get a few more Class B results for you here in just a little bit. Right now the pitch from Higgins, that's in there for strike number two. So two and two to Merkel with Cam Newell on deck. Trying to get things going quickly in the bottom of the fifth here for this Lincoln Southwest offense. As Johnson was taken out as the first man, 
Carney has not been able to retire Southwestern order yet. Off speed thought about it, but did not go around, and it's full to Brock Merkel. Higgins has started to find himself in a few of these 3-2 counts. See if he can keep himself from giving a one-out walk here. Higgins, the wind of the 3-2. It's right down the middle for strike three. And there's the challenge. Brock Merkel goes down for the third time on a called third strike. There's been one strikeout in each inning from Cal Higgins. So two up, two down for the first time, and that'll bring up the first baseman, Cam Newell, but we're going to get a pinch hitter. And coming in, Tanner Versalino. He's a senior. So Tanner Versalino will come in, see if this is just a re-entry for Newell or if he will stay in. But nonetheless, Versalino checks in there for Lincoln Southwest, and he's hitting 278 on the season. And let's see if he can get something rolling here. As Higgins wheels and deals, first pitch fouled away back over our heads for strike number one, 0-1-1. Dunsmore would be next. But boy, golden opportunity here. If Higgins can get three up, three down, then you face the seven, eight, and nine hitters who although have done some good things in the sixth. Fastball just outside. That's where Myers was set up, one and one. 5-3, Lincoln Southwest. Here on ESPN Tri-Cities. KXPN, Carney, Minden, and our friends down in Keene as the breaking ball is in for ball two. Two and one. Nobody on two outs here in the bottom of the fifth for Southwest, the 2-1. Fastball swung on and behind it, strike two, two and two. And Versalino probably stands in there, maybe 6-2, 6-3. Definitely got a little bit better strike zone here. And the 2-2 pitch from Higgins. Fastball away. Ball three. And another full count. The full count. So he got Merkel on a fastball just above the below the letters, above the belt. Now he's got another 3-2 here to Versalino. Again, love to bring the heat. Here we go. 3-2. He does, and it's fouled away. Fouled by the play. Three balls, two strikes. I like it with nobody on. Just keep bringing it. Higgins has the velocity, even though we're here in the bottom of the fifth. And he's thrown a number of pitches already. We'll do it again. The 3-2 from Higgins. And it's high, ball four. So, every inning, Southwest has been able to put somebody on. Here they do it with two outs. That'll be the second walk of the ball game issued by Higgins. And the center fielder, June Dunsmore, called out on strikes in the second and then singled, stole a base, and scored to lead things off in the fourth. Swung at the first pitch he saw. Let's see if this one's out of the zone from Higgins. A little scouting report. No lead over at first. And Higgins steps off the rubber. Doesn't even throw over. So Versalino... Again, about a two-step lead. He's not going anywhere. Even though they've been stealing, they've got four stolen bases. Higgins kicks and fires. Fastball just out. Ball one, one and oh. So there's been plenty of drama throughout the ball game when Carney's out in the field. 
And Higgins again twitches towards first. So after getting the first two on a ground out to Johnson and a strikeout, Versalino walks and Dunsmore waiting on a 1-0 pitch from Cal Higgins. They throw over to first. Anderson at third, Altwine at short, Johnson at second, and Rich holding on the runner at first. Now Higgins will bring it home, swung on and missed. Strike one. One and one to Dunsmore. And again, you hear some fan noise from around the complex. There are four fields here. There is a Little League baseball tournament going on on the other three today. The 1-1 pitch, fastball, swung on and missed, strike two. One and two to Dunsmore. Jacob Ohm would be next if they can keep the inning going. Soccer final. The Lexington boys beat Kearney Catholic 8-2, and the Lexington boys beat Blair 2-0. The Minutemen and Minute Maids to State. There goes the steal, the throw down to Johnson, and it gets away. Not far enough, though. And again, Kearney was late breaking, and Versalino steals the bag. So he had no lead, and as soon as Kearney didn't pay attention to him, he went. So the fifth stolen base, the pitch was up, but Myers not able to record the throwout. And it's two and two down with another running in sc- runner in scoring position to Dunsmore. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. The pitch swung on and missed. Strike three. No runs, no hits, no errors. One man left on via the walk. We go to the top of the sixth in the A6 District Baseball Semifinal. It is Lincoln Southwest 5, Kearney 3 on ESPN Tri-Cities. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Well, Lincoln Southwest blinks first. They are going to go to the bench and bring in a left-handed pitcher here in Jordan Smith. Now, he is a left-hander, so that's going to give Carney a little bit different look, not like they haven't seen lefties this year, but Jordan Smith will come into the ball game here. Versalino is going to stay in at first base. 5-3 the lead for Lincoln Southwest. And as we look at the numbers here for Versalino. Let's see what he has done this year. Hmm. Or not Versalino, excuse me, Jordan Smith. Smith, he has thrown 23 innings so far this year. Got a 2.35 ERA. So not too bad here for Smith. And stepping in, in fact, it's even better than that. Excuse me, his ERA is 1.83. 1.83. As Easton Bruce, Kale Conrad, 
And Braden Anderson will face the first pitch to Bruce is a strike. 0-1. Smith throws fairly quick as well, but low ball one. Bruce grounded out to the pitcher in the second. And then big error to get things going in the fourth. Smoked it at short. Could have been a double play. Instead, it ate him up. And this one almost hits him in the bill of the helmet. Back to the backstop, ball two. So Kale Conrad on deck, then Braden Anderson, Carney, all three of their hits and all three of their runs coming in the fourth inning. And then Southwest answer right back with two. So again, Jordan Smith, the new pitcher. And the fastball inside corner, strike two. For Taylor Arciagi, went five innings, giving up three runs, three hits, walked two, struck out four. Not all the runs were earned because of that error. The pitch to Bruce. Curveball, and he fouls it away. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. Rhonda Johnson and Robert Kayat, their home real estate agents. So it's still two and two. And again, they got that leadoff man on in the fourth. That was key. Can Bruce find a way here? Big curveball taken, and he knew it. That had all kinds of movement. And Bruce goes down on a called third strike to bring out the right fielder, Cale Conrad. He flew to center in the second, and he singled home a run and scored in the fourth. And Conrad really had to battle the last time he was up there. He'll take a fastball high here for strike number one. 5-3, Lincoln Southwest, top of the sixth. Jordan Smith in his first inning of relief here for the Silverhawks. Fastball swung on and missed. Strike one. Good velocity here for Smith. Doesn't look like he's... Got any less, maybe even more velocity than what we saw from the starter, Asiaga. Curveball in there, strike two. Uh Uh-oh. He's on top of it. And now Carney's going to have to kind of guess right and square it up. One and two with Anderson on deck, the pitch. Swung on and foul tipped at the plate. No, he didn't touch it. It's going to go towards the backstop. Got to throw him out. They can't do it. So whatever it takes... Conrad thought that he had fouled, ticked it. The home plate umpire said no. The catcher, Ohm, had to run back and get it. It didn't quite get all the way to the backstop, about three-fourths of the way. So we're going to get a little question here from the coach, but he's also going to throw a baseball in. So strikeout. And then a error on the catcher. So that will allow Conrad to get down to first. And Braden Anderson walked in the second. And then dropped down a suicide squeeze in the sec- in the uh, fourth and drove in a run. And Anderson takes the first pitch in there for strike one. Top of the zone, 0-1-1. Carney needing a way to manufacture runs. Braden Anderson at the plate. If Carney can rally, he would get the start in game two. Fastball just missed outside. 1-1. One and one. Coach Brad Archer actually has his scouting report out of his pocket checking things out here. So Anderson waiting. And the 1-1 pitch, one on, one out here in the sixth. Curveball. Ooh, in there for strike two. That one dove quite a bit. And it's one and two. Roseberry's on deck. He tied the game with a two-out, two-strike RBI in the fourth. But Anderson... Needs to find a way to give Roseberry a chance here with multiple guys on. The 1-2 pitch to Anderson. Curveball fouled away. Smith kind of tips his hat when he's going to throw that curveball. You can tell him really give that extra little bit of oomph when he's gripping the baseball. He's done that the last two pitches. 
He doesn't do it here, so let's see what it is. One, two from Smith. Kicks and fires. It's going to be chopped towards third, but foul. So for Carney, it's just battling at the plate, trying to find a way to put a ball in play. Just three hits, all in the fourth. Conrad down at first with one out. Another one, two. They'll throw over to first, and it got away, and we are going to see an error on the throw. Down to second will be Kale Conrad, and they'll have to hold him up there. There is not a lot of room between the foul line and where the fences are here in Fremont. It's not short, but it's not a lot of room, like it would bounce away in Kearney. So Conrad reached on an error, advances to second on the error, but it's still one and two on Anderson with a runner on in scoring position with one out. And the pitch, fastball nubbed towards the backstop. Anderson hanging in there. We've seen Carney a couple of times hang in there long enough and then produce. In a little shallow is Ethan Morrow in left. Dunsmore straight away in center. Schaefer not quite as shallow in right as he has been throughout the ball game. The entire infield playing back for Southwest. One ball and two strikes. One more time here to Anderson. Big curveball way out. Ohm waits for it to break in. It's ball two, two and two. Roseberry waiting. Then it would be Altwine, the bottom of the order right now, trying to get something produced for Carney. Down 5-3 here in the top of the sixth to Lincoln Southwest. Two balls and two strikes. The pitch, fastball, low, ball three. And it's full to Anderson. Three balls and two strikes. The tying run at the plate. Roseberry on deck, the designated hitter. Conrad, a very safe lead over at second. Not really doing much to hold him on because of the safe lead. Now a 3-2 pitch to Anderson. He'll check it. It's high. Ball. Oh, an ex- oh, he did not go around. Oh, we're going to have controversy here in an extremely huge moment of the ball game. It was a late call from the home plate umpire. The pitch was high. He is going to probably say that the runner went around. There is no ump at first, so he's going out to confer at second, and if the second base umpire probably is going to say, I can't make that call, Carney is going to not get a call here. I'm going to tell you that. There's a long discussion, and it was in a very late call. I think it just confused the home plate umpire. I think everybody here knows that it was a check swing ball four, but Southwest wants the strike. They are still discussing. And now the umpire is going to go over and talk to both of the managers, first to Brad Archer. Here they have called ball four in the press box, but... Coach Archer's talking to the umpire, so it must not have been. They're going to call strike three. Horrible, horrible, horrible call, folks. Just a horrible call. It confused the home plate umpire, and you hate to see that. We had one in the Bergen game that was a bang-bang play at third. And now Brad Archer's going to come over and talk to the first base umpire, but there's no way you get it overturned here. And so Anderson, who turned in a magnificent at-bat, is going to be called out on strikes. And Conrad will be at second, and Cash Roseberry is coming up. Smith, actually, that's his third strikeout of the inning, but 
The ball bounced away from the catcher, Jacob Ohm. And so Conrad got down to first. Man, it's been such a... There haven't been any bang-bang plays, so it's been a well-called game. Even the balls and strikes have been well-called. You just hate to see it in a clutch situation like this. It's not like there's two out and nobody on in a 7-0 game. That's the game-tying run that should have been at first for Carney. Brad Archer is still down there. And you know Coach Archer doesn't get too intense unless he's 98% sure that he's right. Now the Southwest fans starting to make some noise. The home plate umpire is going to try and break this up. I don't know. I know Coach Archer wanted an explanation. He wants to know what those guys were discussing for 30 seconds out there in the middle of the field. So, unfortunately, Anderson goes down on strikes. And Cash Roseberry, who chopped it back to the first baseman and then singled in what was the game-tying run in the fourth, stands in there. Still a big at-bat. Base hit could at least make it a one-run game, you would think. With Conrad down there at second, 5-3 Lincoln Southwest. Two in the second, one in the, f- or two in the first, one in the second, two in the fourth for Southwest. All three for Carney were in the fourth. The season on the line now, here in the sixth. Roseberry, number eight in the order of the designated here, waiting, waiting. Smith, fastball out, ball one. Seth Altline would be next. So Taylor Arciaga went five innings, Jordan Smith here. On and relief for the Silverhawks in the sixth. And the 1-0 to Roseberry. Fastball swung on and foul ticked. It's one and one. Strike one. One ball, one strike. Jacob Ohm, for the most part, has been so solid behind the plate. Kind of had a couple on a swinging third strike. Sometimes that's a little difficult when it's high. One and one to Roseberry. Cash waits in there. And the pitch. Curve ball out ahead of that. Strike two. He's got a good one, folks. As we said, Smith with that 1.83 ERA. His fastball's got velocity. That curve ball has great movement. And he throws it for strikes. So one ball, two strikes to Roseberry. Conrad it's second with two outs here in the sixth. Southwest up 5-3. And the one-two pitch to Roseberry from Smith. Big curveball up and away. Two Two and two. Two Two balls, two strikes. Lefty on the mound, righty in the batter's box. Cash back in there. Can he deliver another two-out hit like he did in the fourth? Two balls, two strikes. Jordan Smith rocks and fires. Fastball chopped at the plate. It's foul. It went off of Roseberry while he was still in the batter's box. Protecting the plate. So back down to second is Cale Conrad. Lincoln North Star a winner, 2 to nothing over Bergen. The only runs were two unearned in the sixth. Hastings a winner today over Wayne, 3 to nothing. Grand Island was beaten by Bellevue West. For our area teams playing baseball today, Lexington wins both of their soccer games today over the Blair girls and the Kearney Catholic boys. Kearney Catholic girls just kicking off in Omaha against the top seed, Scott. And now a little confusion, and the catcher, Jacob Ohm, is going to call a timeout and go talk to Jordan Smith. When our ball game is done, it's the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. We'll have the final stats, the coach's interview, and hopefully a second game. 
but if it doesn't turn around, it would be the end of the season for Carney. 5-3, Bearcats. And we're not quite two hours into the ballgame. Things have definitely slowed since the runs came on on the fourth, and it's gotten a little tighter here into the top of the sixth. So now everybody's on the same page, it looks like, and the 2-2 pitch to Cash Roseberry. On the way. Fastball hit back up the middle, but not hard enough. It'll get to the second baseman. And Waring will haul it in. So a little flare out to second. And for Carney, no runs, no hits. There were two errors and one man left on base. Carney's down to their final three outs. We go to the bottom of the sixth. Lincoln Southwest five and Carney three on ESPN Tri-Cities. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years, and now you can take us wherever you go. Mobile deposit allows you to deposit checks from your smartphone or tablet with our free business banking app. And never pay for an ATM charge again with our MoneyPass app. It maps out ATMs near you that won't charge a fee because of its partnership with Five Points Bank. We're here to serve you in person and online, and that's why we're the better bank. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! Back here at Fremont, Carney so far, three runs, three hits. I've got four errors on Lincoln Southwest. They had two to allow the runner on that last time. And for Lincoln Southwest, they have five runs on five hits. There has been one Carney error in the baseball game. And Carney is also going to go to the bullpen. Braden Anderson would have got the start in game two. There may not be a game two. Braden Anderson is going to come in now to pitch for Cal Higgins. And he will face 8-9-1, although they have been a real pain. Southwest Jacob Ohm, Blake Waring, and Ethan Morrow in the ball game. Ohm was hit by a pitch. <laughs> Excuse me. Hit by a pitch, stole a base, and scored in the second. Walked and scored in the fourth. Braden Anderson's first pitch. Squares to bunt, pops it foul. So Corbin Rich moves to third. Cash Roseberry comes in from his DH to play first. Braden Anderson will take over for Cal Higgins. Higgins goes five innings here today. As we said, he gave up five runs, five hits. And the pitch squares to bunt again, pulls it back, and takes ball one. So one and one to Ohm. I think they're very confident with that two-run lead going into the seventh. Again, Ohm came in hitting just 190 on the season. Rich way in at third, and the pitch inside called strike. He got him to buckle out of the way. One and two, Blake Waring would be next. Uh, Also in the game today for Cal Higgins, I had him for six strikeouts, leading the state in strikeouts. He had two walks. He also hit a man. And the one-two pitch now from Anderson. Fastball, strike three. Strike three called. So Ohm goes down for the first time. And Anderson starts off with a positive strikeout. Blake Waring, the second baseman in. He singled in a run in the second. 
And he had a sacrifice bunt in the fourth. Then it'll be Ethan Morrow at the top of the order. 5-3, Lincoln Southwest. The winner gets Lincoln North Star in the championship. A 2-0 win over the top seed, Bergen. Anderson fastball, strike one. 0-1. High school baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities. Brought to you today in part by Buffalo Roofing, Family Physical Therapy, and Five Points Bank along with Insurance Connection. Swung on and fouled back out of play. Quickly 0-2 to Blake Waring. Foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Ethan Morrow on deck. He is one of three. He led off the game for Southwest with a single and scored in the first. When Southwest jumped up 2-0, Anderson's pitch just missed. Maybe just a tick up. He hit Myers in the glove. I don't think Myers moved a millimeter. And it is one and two to Waring. It's a good pitch. He just might have been set up a little high. Curveball popped into right field. And coming over is Cale Conrad. And he's able to make the uh, catch, getting the start there in right. Of course, uh, a lot of the season, uh, Carney has put Creed Martin out there to uh, play right field. But the catch is main, and again, Lincoln Southwest has not went down in order yet, and Ethan Morrow will try and keep that streak alive here against Braden Anderson. Two up, two down in the bottom of the sixth, 5-3 Southwest. Fastball in, ball one. Higgins retired the first two men in the fifth before giving up a walk to Tanner Versalino. And the 1-0 pitch down from Anderson. Working off the middle of the rubber, fires it in there, just missed low. Ball two, 2-0. Two and oh. Jack Schaefer on deck. Glad to have you along with us. Doug Duda here from Fremont. Our first chance to broadcast from Schilke Field. If you're going to make this long a trip, you just will have a beautiful field like this to broadcast from, and they've got it. The 2-0 inside corner strike. All right, one, two balls and one. Two and one. And that one. Didn't catch much of the black either, but it is two and one to Ethan Morrow. Nobody on two out here in the bottom of the sixth for Southwest. Nursing a 5-3 lead. Anderson swung on and missed strike two as he blew it by him. Two Two and two. two Schaefer, who's 0 for three, is on deck. Did reach via the air in the fourth. That actually scored the two runs that are the difference in the game. And the pitch, big curveball low. So that's what happened in that fourth inning. Runners at second and third with two outs and a fielding error. Let those two runs score, and now that is why it's 5-3 instead of 3-3. Now a 3-2 pitch here to Ethan Morrow. Anderson foul tipped off the catcher's glove. So it stays full. Three balls, two strikes. This Lincoln Southwest team has a lot of kids that can hit the baseball, especially at the top of the order. But the bottom of the order has produced today as well. Once again, a 3-2 pitch here for Braden Anderson in in relief. And it's going to be up and in, ball four. And once again, Southwest gets a two-out walk. So Jack Schaefer checks in. He fouled out to the catcher. Max Myers in the first. He grounded back to the mound in the second. And then 
blistered one at the shortstop that Altwine could not handle in the fourth. So his fourth plate appearance here with one on and two out in the sixth. Carney could not afford to give up any more, obviously, as Anderson fires it in there. Fastball a little low. Ball one. So there's been eight total hits in this game. There were seven in the first. And there's been nothing in the gap all day. Not a single extra base hit in this game. And swung on. Ooh, that took the umpire off the noggin. I know that feeling, buddy. And so strike number one, one and one. He'll walk around a little bit. Max Myers will go out and take the baseball to Braden Anderson to give him a little time. So a moment for our home plate umpire to collect his thoughts. And now ready to go. Usually the biggest part of that is just readjusting everything. Your your little mini beanie underneath the helmet or underneath your mask and get that as well. One ball, one strike to Jack Schaefer. Morrow over at first with two outs. The throw over to first. Low, but Roseberry does a good job to snag it out of there. Not much of a lead. He's back in time easily. But five stolen bases in this game for Southwest. Waiting, waiting, waiting is Jack Schaefer. Waving the bat. And now the 1-1. Curveball popped back and over our head out of play. One and two. So, again, one pitch away from getting us into the seventh here for Braden Anderson. And when we go to the seventh inning, it'll be 9-1-2 for Carney. Altwine, Bober, Myers, you might see a pinch hitter there for Altwine. Again, the one-two pitch here from Anderson. Big curve, hit right at third, backhanded, knocked down. They're not going to have a play. Rich has to eat it. Let's see how they score this one. That was smoked down the third base line. And it's going to be an error. So Jack Schaefer reaches on an error. It just kind of hit right along the palm there. That really hasn't been Corbin's problem. He usually makes the play. He's had some problems earlier in the year throwing it to first. And now Max Peterson with two on and two out. Peterson singled and scored in the first. The lefty swings and fouls one behind it down the left field line. Strike one. He struck out in the third and grounded out to third in the fourth. So one for three in the ball game. That was Kearney's second error here this afternoon. As we talked about what the first one was that allowed those 200 runs to score. Once again, Higgins might be the hard luck loser. Hopefully not. Hopefully Kearney can answer in the seventh. The pitch from Anderson swung on and fouled again out of play down the left field line. So 0-2 to Max Peterson. Morrow at second after a two-out walk. Schaefer at first after blistering off third baseman Corbin Rich, who moved over after the pitching change. Baseball gets away out of the Kearney dugout. Or... Somebody warming up elsewhere. And North Star waiting for the winner of this. That game will start well after 3 o'clock as we're two hours into our ball game. 
So 0-2 now to the lefty Max Peterson-Anderson. Way outside, off the glove. The runners are going to take off, and they're going to be safe. It went off the glove of Myers, but it was well outside. One ball and two strikes. One and two to Peterson. Will Johnson on deck. Carney looked like they were going to get out of here. Three up, three down. Now trouble. Runners at second and third. And the one-two pitch to Peterson. Out of the full windup now. Curveball hit into the air to right field. Cale Conrad in. Johnson out. And they have the ball fall in between them. Bloop single to right field for Max Peterson. That could be the dagger. Two RBIs. Peterson down on the count. 0-2. And that makes it 7-3 in favor of Lincoln Southwest. A little blooper, the second hit of the ball game for Peterson. And that'll bring up Will Johnson, the third baseman. I think at first, just from my perspective, I thought that was hit hard enough that Conrad was going to get to it. And then the wind just killed it, and Tanner Johnson trying to find it over the shoulder. And it just just wasn't meant to be. Stealing the base, Myers throws down to Johnson. And in there safely is Max Peterson. High ball one to Will Johnson, 1-0. That kind of play right there will just rip the heart right out of you. Carney's got to find a way to just get this out and get to the dugout. But two runs, that's one thing. Four runs, you really got to put it together. And Carney could, 9-1-2. So if they can get anything going, they'll get to the the bulk of their lineup. Throw back to second. Altwine covering, and in there safely is Peterson. So a two-out rally here in the bottom of the sixth to give Lincoln Southwest some real breathing room. Three outs away from advancing. Anderson checks and brings it home. Fastball low, stealing third. Good throw could get him. Good throw out of the glove of Rich. He went with the sweep tag. He just didn't have the baseball. Stolen base, Peterson. And it's now... 2-0 on Will Johnson. So now Braden Anderson will go back to the full windup again. A couple of occasions, one pitch from getting out of here. This one's going to be slapped into left field, base hit. Another RBI for Will Johnson, and that'll make it 8-3 as he knocks in Max Peterson after stealing a couple of bases. So, the second RBI, two for three in the ball game for Will Johnson because he had a safety squeeze RBI in the first. And now the designated hitter, Brock Meckel. So he is um, not having any fun as the DH. Merkel's 0 for 3. Grounded to short, grounded to second, called out on a 3-2 pitch in the fifth. Swung on and fouled away, strike one. So 8-3 to three now, Lincoln Southwest, three more here in the bottom of the sixth. And this all started with nobody on and two outs. Back at the top of the order, Morrow drew a walk, then an error, then back-to-back singles. And the pitch. They're going to steal again, throw down, should have him this time, and they do. Altwine hauls it in, and Johnson is thrown out. That's the first caught stealing 
of the baseball game. But Lincoln Southwest has already done their damage as they get three runs on two hits. There was an error, and nobody left on base. Carney needs a four spot in the seventh. We go to seventh inning. It is Lincoln Southwest eight, Carney three. High school baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities brought to you by Great Western Bank. Experience matters. ENT Physicians and Family Hearing Center of Kearney has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head and neck disorders in adults and children, providing the community with otolaryngology and audiology services since 1994. With our main office located in Kearney and six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, we provide the highest quality care. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Blaka, or Dr. Johnson at Kearney ENT and see why Experience matters to us, specializing in you. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Carney is a proud supporter of the Carney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! We go to the top of the seventh, and Dawson Stutz will pinch hit here to get things off in the seventh for Kearney. Fouls the first one away, strike one. Then takes a high called strike two. So it's 0-2 to Dawson Stutz. Pinch hitting here in the number nine spot for Seth Altwine. I misspoke. We need five runs, not four. It's 8-3, to Lincoln Southwest. And it's 0-2 to Stutz. The pitch swung on and fouled up the right field side. Going to make a run at it, but it hits the ground on the chase of Jack Schaefer. Reese Bober, Max Myers would be next. Big three spot with two outs there. Opens it up for Lincoln Southwest. The winner gets Lincoln North Star. 2-0 winner over Bergen. Again, Carney's all three hits came in the three-run fourth, and that's been it. Second inning of relief for Jordan Smith. And a check swing got him to go around on a big old curveball. And a strikeout number four for Jordan Smith. So that'll bring up Reese Bober. He's walked twice and grounded out to first to start the baseball game. So big thank you to all the seniors. Obviously, it's a big roster here. They just didn't have as many seniors this year as they would have had last year. So Bober stands in there. Trying to get one more base hit here. Fastball swung on and missed strike one. Then Myers. Then you're going to need Johnson, Rich, Bruce. You're going to have to nearly bat around here. Now with one out and nobody on. The pitch. Big curve ball. Gliggs outside. Ball one. One and one. So two big errors in the game really hurt Carney. But they were going to need more than three. Fastball up and in. We mentioned in the pregame. Three runs we thought would be enough to win it. Actually, it looks like it's going to end up being four, although Southwest has eight. Eight to three. Two-one pitch to Reese Bober. Low, ball three. And so Arciago walked him twice, and now he's looking for his third walk. Whatever. Take it, man. Three and one. Need base runners. It doesn't matter how you get there. And the three-one pitch to Bober. Swung on and fouled away. Fastball down the middle. It's full. 
Three balls, two strikes. Jordan Smith. Three balls and two strikes. Four outs, four strikeouts, although one of them was a drop third strike, so he had to go the extra distance. Actually, I had to record four outs in the sixth. And now another 3-2 pitch to Reese Bober. Chopped towards third, and it eats him up. Gets into left field. It kind of got laid over there by Will Johnson. There hadn't been anything really hit Will's way. Tanner Johnson drove one by him earlier. And so Reese Bober will get a base hit, and that will bring up Max Myers. Myers struck out on the first, grounded into a 6-4-3 double play in the third, and flew out to left in the fifth. It's a start. Can Myers keep the line moving here? Short lead for Bober. Nobody's going anywhere down five. And Smith out of the stretch, kicks and fires. Swung on and fouled back. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. Ryan Bruna and Steve Corum. 17-10 and 10, Lincoln Southwest. Beat Carney 5-2 last Saturday. Had to score four in the seventh to do it. Could Carney return the favor? Swung on and fouled back again. Got a good swing by Myers, but he's down in the count 0-2. Myers, just that little hitch in his swing. He seems to get under the ball quite often. Down 0-2. Bober over at first after the one-out single. And the pitch from Smith. Swung on and fouled away again. Myers not getting cheated, but he takes three straight out of play. Tanner Johnson would be next. Earlier today, Grand Island was eliminated by Bellevue West in the A2. In the B1, Hastings beat Wayne, scoring all their runs again in the sixth to win it 3-0. They're the district champ. Here it's another 0-2 to Max Myers. And the kick and pitch. Swung on a miss, strike three. Took a little something off that one. Strikeout number five for Jordan Smith. And Carney is down to their final out. With the second baseman, Tanner Johnson reached on an error in the first. He singled and scored in the fourth and chopped it off the pitcher in the fifth. So the last hope here for Carney with Corbin Rich on deck. And the first pitch to Johnson is low. Got away from the catcher, but not far enough for Bober to go anywhere. 1-0. When we are done, it is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Stay with us for that. Final stats. Chat with assistant coach Matt Conant. Tanner Johnson with a 1-0 count now against Smith. Takes it down the middle for strike one. Looked like maybe he was just going to take until he got a strike. So it's 1-1. Again, don't forget, we'll be covering district track next week. Fullerton and Kennesaw Wednesday. Ord and Aurora Thursday. The pitch taken for strike two. One and two. And then we've got state track. Trying to get more than just Lexington boys and girls to state soccer. Congratulations to the Minutemen and Minute Maids. And now the one-two pitch to Tanner Johnson. From Jordan Smith, curveball high, tried to frame it home, really brought it down in a hurry, but the home plate umpire could not be fooled. Two balls and two strikes. Bober waits at first, 8-3 Lincoln Southwest here in the seventh. Now the 2-2 to Johnson. Curveball swung on and just got a piece of it. Might have actually foul tipped it off the catcher. He comes out of there. <laughs> so the 
Home plate umpire took one last half inning. Now the catcher takes one, and so the umpire will walk the ball out to the pitcher, Jordan Smith. Now everybody's set, and we do it again. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. With Bober at first, Carney needing a monster two-out rally. The pitch from Smith. Swung on, missed. That is it. Jordan Smith in relief. Strikes out six men over two innings. And Carney, no runs, one hit. No errors, and one man left on. Great pitching performance for Lincoln Southwest. Carney got back into it in the fourth. But Lincoln Southwest answered right back and then chopped up three runs with two outs in the sixth inning. And it's going to be Lincoln Southwest eight and Kearney three. The Bearcats end 14-14 and 14 in their second-ever district tournament. And for Lincoln Southwest, they're now 18-10. and 10, And they will be taking on Lincoln North Star, a fellow conference hack opponent, in the championship game coming up here in a little bit less than a half an hour. And Lincoln Southwest played Lincoln North Star back on April the 6th and thumped them by a score of 11-1. to So Southwest took North Star out. But North Star, they're kind of a crazy team at 12-14 and now. They have got a couple of pitchers. And again, they shut down a great Bergen team as they had two incredible efforts. Up next, the New West Post Game Show to wrap up the season. Stay with us here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home, and I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Insurance Connection and Kearney wish all the athletes good luck. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make you feel like family. Whether you're looking for home, business, life, or auto insurance, we are here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is connecting people and insurance with care. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene for more information about a policy from Encova Insurance at 308-237-0914 or ins-connect.net. Stop by our office at 2615 Second Avenue, proud supporter of Carney Baseball. More than 10 years of doing things the right way have led to over a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Carney voted best of Carney five years and counting. Proudly supporting Carney Baseball. Time now for the new Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Carney's season comes to an end with an 8-3 loss to Lincoln Southwest. And as always, assistant coach Matt Conant gives us a couple of moments and we'll talk about the season as a whole, but in the end, Coach, uh, when we look back at 2021, it's kind of the same theme. You had some really good pitching, although, give Southwest credit, they did find a way to 
get a couple into the outfield, which was something Cal probably hasn't had happen to him here for a month. No, they, they're always pretty highly competitive at the plate. Obviously, they put together some really good at-bats. Uh, the top half of their order is extremely hard to get out. And they're a threat to do a lot of different things. I mean, they'll they'll drag, they'll push. I mean, they'll squeeze. Um, they hit and run. They hit and ran a few times the last couple games that we saw them. So, uh, and they always, you know, run counts pretty deep and, and, and put the bat on the ball. There's four or five plays we'll talk about, uh, and, and they went early with putting the bunt down as something that gave you guys trouble a little bit last week, but uh, had a bang-bang play at the plate where they put down a safety squeeze. The ball pops out of Meyer's glove after the contact was made, so there's one. The two errors both came at extremely yeah. huge times at 3-3. Um, so we don't forget, what was the explanation in the sixth inning on the check swing strike there on Braden? Well, the, the home plate umpire called it a swing um and with a three-man crew the way that they rotate in that situation is is the the first base up in the middle of the field so you don't have anybody down the first base side to make that call so there's no i mean even though i mean i think the first base umpire even told red that he didn't swing but he can't overrule him because yep. he doesn't have the angle and yeah, that's kind of the way we described it here too once that arm went up i said there's no way carney's going to get the call here but you might have needed more than that anyway let's let's talk about once you did get it tied up, though, I said in the pregame, I thought three runs was going to be enough, especially with the two guys on the mound. Uh, what was it feeling like after you guys got it tied up? Well, I mean, obviously that was that was uh, it was good to tie it up for sure because we kind of I felt like we kind of handed them those three runs early on. Uh, Cal wasn't especially sharp early on, um, and uh, you know I thought the the three they had uh, they didn't have to work overly hard for. I didn't feel like we kind of handed those to them. Um, so to get those back and get even was 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 big. I thought they were pretty good about picking up. At one point, it's almost like they knew when Cal was going to throw the yeah. curve because the lefty that Cal has, they stole quite yeah. a few bases today, and we know Max can throw the ball down there. They they got a good read today on yeah, Cal. Yeah, they did, and they did the other day when they were in in Carney too late in the game there. Um, you know, we were trying to trying to pick up some signs as well from from them and 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 i don't know if they've just got kind of a running green light or or what it is so well they're a very good offensive baseball team we knew that coming in uh, you guys had some great kids that can pitch unfortunately Braden didn't get a chance to pitch for the third time against north star just <laughs> quick matt uh kind of i know it's it's quick here but how do you put the season in perspective i know a we were just glad to be playing at the beginning of the yeah. year then it gets competitive we came in knowing you had a chance today but uh, what, what do you take from this season for the kids in just the second full year of high school baseball? Well, the the big thing is 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 we were we were pretty young. I mean, we were starting a lot of a lot of uh, underclassmen out there, and which which isn't it's not necessarily an excuse, but uh, you know these guys. And I've said it a few times with you up here. It's been a while since these guys have played meaningful baseball games, and uh, to get them back into that rhythm of of playing you know, the every game matters type of mentality instead of the, you know, the COVID ball last summer and, and, uh, things like that. It's just, it's good to, it's good to have that, that level of competition back for sure. Matt, thanks man for everything throughout the year. Thanks for what you guys do. And, uh, let's get to summer and kill these winds and play in some real weather. Okay. No kidding. Yeah. Appreciate the coverage as always. You bet. Matt Connett joins us here. Assistant coach as Carney falls by a score of eight to three here in the a six district semifinals. We've got a lot more, including the final totals here on the new West post game show on ESPN radio. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. 
They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area for decades, and we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today. All right, we've got some other scores that we'll bring to you as well here from uh, this Saturday of baseball action around the state of Nebraska with all the districts going on. We've also got Nebraska baseball right now playing on ESPN 1550 and 92.7 FM as they open up their weekend series out on the East Coast in Nebraska in the top of the fourth. Has a 2-1 lead over Indiana and uh, Indiana batting in the fourth, scoring their first run. They only have one hit. Nebraska, two runs on three hits. Some of the other high school baseball scores from today, Central City, Fullerton, Centura, they're headed to state as they take a 2-0 win over Platteview. Hastings headed back to state with a 3-0 win over Wayne. Elkhorn takes care of Omaha, Ron Colley, 10-1. Lincoln East beat Bellevue East, 5-0. All these A games are semifinals. Millard South over Lincoln High, 12-0. Millard West over Omaha Central, 3-0. Papio South over Omaha North 16-2. Norris beat Mount Michael 13-4. And Omaha Scott is a winner over uh, Bennington by a score of 7-1. So they head on to the state tournament. And, of course, here earlier, Lincoln North Star beat Bergen by a score of 2-0. In some of the soccer uh, from earlier today, we had uh, Lexington sweeping the boys and girls. Uh, they beat the Kearney Catholic boys by a score of 8-2 and the Blair girls 2-0. Also, uh, Kearney Catholic girls right now are playing Omaha Scott. We've got more, including the final numbers, 8-3 Southwest over Kearney. We'll be right back. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own. And every customer like family. 
Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Experience matters. ENT Physicians and Family Hearing Center of Kearney has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head and neck disorders in adults and children, providing the community with otolaryngology and audiology services since 1994. With our main office located in Kearney and six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, we provide the highest quality care. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Blaka, or Dr. Johnson at Kearney ENT and see why Experience matters to us, specializing in you. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery will help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Our Athlete of the Month is brought to you by B&B Carpet in Donovan. All you have to do to nominate is go to PlatteRiverPreps.com, nominate your athlete in Bray, or Caden Miller of Carney High in track, and Savannah Douglas of Ravenna uh, in track are your winners for the month of April. Best of luck to all the tracksters as we go into district next week. I- can think about all those kids that are playing golf in the conference tournaments today that are also having fun. The Northwest boys, by the way, also going to state as they beat Ralston today by a score of one to nothing. Let's go ahead now and take a look at the final numbers we had this afternoon. First off for Lincoln Southwest, eight runs, two of those in the first, one in the second, two in the fourth, and then three with two out in the sixth. Seven hits. There were two Carney errors. Only five men left on base. They left a single man on base the first five innings. As uh, they pick up, Cal Higgins will take the unfortunate loss again because the two runs that ended up being the winning runs were unearned. He went five innings, gave up five runs, but not all earned. Five hits, walked two, hit a man, struck out six. Braden Anderson in one inning of relief. Three runs, two hits, one walk, and one strikeout. Southwest now plays here at 18 and 10 against 12 and 14 North Star for the district championship. And the folks in Fremont will be heavily rooting for Lincoln Southwest to win that baseball game so that they may have a better chance of getting a wild card. For Carney, three runs on four hits. There were four errors on Lincoln Southwest. Carney left six men on base, but didn't leave two and three at a time like they had throughout the season. Tello Asiago gets the win, five innings, giving up three runs, three hits, walked two, struck out four, and Jordan Smith gets the save, dominant. He faced eight men, struck out six of them in two innings, gave up just the one hit, no walks, and no runs. And again, just the four hits for Carney in that fourth inning, a single for Tanner Johnson, a single for Cale Conrad in an RBI, and a single for Cash Roseberry and an RBI. Bober was able to single up the left field line uh, with one out in the uh, seventh inning. So uh, he picked up that fourth and final hit. Carney will end the season at 14-14. and 14 And, hey, the one thing about it, Carney's not done playing baseball in the month of May. They just switched the uniforms, and we get into post-52 and Runza, and it's going to look different. Uh, not all the high school kids are going right in to play Legion ball for Kearney this year. There'll be some different faces in some different places, and we'll be looking to get that going in just a little under three weeks. 
That's going to wrap things up here from Fremont and a beautiful Schilke Complex in Novak Field. You've been listening to our uh, folks from, I wanted to say, by the way, B&B Carpet, uh, bringing you the uh, Athletes of the Month. But this has been the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. For our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, for all of our great sponsors that allowed us to bring you high school baseball in this second season for the Bearcats, I'm Doug Duda. Once again, the final, Lincoln Southwest 8. Carney 3. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.